That sounds terrible as well, by the way. I, I like a good bun. I've been to Cranston's, Cameron. Got some good quality buns. Good. You need good quality buns, mate. <laughs> hey, hey. Good quality buns. He's saying buns. We all know what he means. Yeah, I don't know what he means. <laughs> no response ah, from you and just yet? A message popped up to him beyond in two minutes, I thought. Sorry? I'm on get the Bourneville. He just said in the, you said in the chat, oh, uh, beyond in two minutes. Oh, beat oh on. okay, that's fine. I'll, oh, right. no. <coughs> no, he said beat on. I assume that's the Om song from Red Dwarf. I have returned with the Bourneville. Oh, my goodness. Live Bourneville. Live Bourneville. Only tonight on the Conquistadors. <laughs> on the Conquistadors. Tonight, we have... <laughs> Hailing from Birmingham, United Kingdom. <laughs> oh, boy. The Hammer, <laughs> Phil Doyle, One Man Gang, Ewan Taylor, Honky Tonk, Cameron Phillips, and Jody Allen Milburn. Thank you for sorting out that bit for me. That's always a bit of a fun bit, trying to sort out the names. That's all right. I just off the top of my head, so I just went through. <laughs> Why did I get wrestling now? Because you never did. That's the joke. You're Jody oh. Al. God, he never listens, does he? He never once listens. Again, you, once again, you would know that was a, a seven-year-old joke if you listened to the bloody show. <laughs> Literally, seven years. The, the height of that was when we did WrestleMania 7 and you were like, oh, that is theme tune for WrestleMania 7 would be a cracking introduction for the podcast. <laughs> yes, it would, Al. It's the one we've been using for the last five years. Yeah. Waiting for those lawyers to come in and get us. Yeah, they never have. Going to keep going for it. Going to keep going for it. Yeah, right. So but we're donating all that Patreon money to Vince McMahon, so it's fine. <laughs> Was it um? Oh, what's his name? Uh, the guy with the actor about his guns. Out of my cold, dead hands. Oh, um. Oh, God. John Heston. That was the one. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it's like Planet of the Apes. That <laughs> <laughs> is man, but, but not a monkey. What are the other ones? Not a monkey. What are the human ones? Welcome to. The Conquistadors. Tonight, the Conquistadors work their way through a single mile elimination tournament as they look at WrestleMania 4. Gingerly making their way down the steps tonight, The Hammer, Phil Doyle, One Man Gang, Ewan Taylor, Honky Tonk, Cameron Phillips, and Jordy Allen Milburn. Only tonight on The Conquistadors. A real French... Did you just say a real real French person? A real Frenchy (laughs) person. Not called Frenchy. A real French person. (laughs) A non-racist French person. A non-racist French person. (laughs) He's not wearing a beret or like onions around his neck. Or a stripy drummer. Yeah. 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 Going... Well, that's the casual <laughs> racism out of the way for the cold open. Andre uh, the Giant says he will kick Hulk Hogan's ass. Messi! Ho ho! Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that one. Is this your stand up at camera you're doing right now? Because I, I think the BMP yeah. might be doing it. It might be helping, <laughs> wouldn't you? His voice. Yeah, me and Jim Davidson go back such a long way. Um, oh, and Russ Abbott. And Russ Abbott, yeah. And, and Russ Abbott. Brown. Yep. That's what we need. We need more Russ Abbott. I was, yeah, we, we were just. Well, Phil was reminiscing about. See you, Jimmy. 
Because yeah, I I I maintained that the character had a, had actually had a name, and Cam's like, no, he doesn't, and I was like, I checked, and it's yeah, the character name was CU Jimmy. What a twat! <laughs> I, have, I have I have nothing to add to that. Is is Russ Abbott on the on the naughty list? Shall we say? I don't no, think officially it should be, because I don't think he's been like he's of the era. This is clear. Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like you know, no, no. What happens is you appear in Last of the Summer Wine, and all your sins are gone. That's how it works. <laughs> That's what? an amazing theory. No, Edmonds didn't appear in Last of the Summer Wine. He just said someone dressed up in a pink suit to fall over. Well, <laughs> did you think he banged instead of kids? Whoa, oh, no. Because I was thinking more of, of Russ Abbott's racism rather than anything else. You know, like That's the Scottish guy and things. So. It's all forgiven. He was in Last of the Summer Wine, and that's fine. Remember, like, Noel Edmonds funded the theme park for Crinkly Bottom, and it had, like, yeah. a blobby land in it. And have you yes. seen those? There is a blog somewhere where someone snuck into it with, like, a camera because, like, completely wrecked, and there's all this, like... It looks like the most haunted place on Earth. It looks terrifying. <laughs> because there's oh, a lot of, like, these sort of, like, crumbling effigies to Mr. Blobby. <laughs> That have had like years of algae and like rain on them and just like sun beat you know faded out in the sunlight and all oh it just looks horrible. Imagine I'm gonna have like to a, find that. Like a thousand years in the future. Like it gets uncovered by archaeologists of the future, and like, oh, this was clearly like the the, the exalted being of this era of the late twentieth yeah. century. They must have worshipped this being <laughs> as a god. <laughs> this worship the blobby itis, whatever he was called. Morecambe had a blobby land, but it was not approved by Noel Edmonds. <laughs> so oh, Noel Edmonds wow. successfully sued Morecambe Council. Oh my what god, and what did he get? 50 pence? <laughs> I mean, nice it, wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, enough show. All it did was make celebrities look dumb, cover people in gunge, and make some pretty bad jokes. Yeah, a lot of those and celebrities like, put don't... cameras in people's homes and well, without their yeah. knowledge. <laughs> Was the other main driving thing behind Noel's house party? Someone could be watching me right now. Yeah, no, we're not. We're really yeah. not. Really don't wanna. Anyway, see, Al just ravenously destroy a burger in some Bourneville. Yeah, I've just and, and washed it down with some orange juice. It was very nice. Oh, the healthy option. So yeah. a burger, a burger, some Bournevilles, and some orange juice was tonight's Al dinner. Yeah. Yep. Fan- fantastic. Shall we move on to the main event? We probably should get on to what we're here for. Yeah, otherwise we're going to be here till gone midnight. Well, you know, I wish you guys wouldn't choose shows with long cards. It's terrible. Oh, come on. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently I got my numbers really? wrong. I got my numbers wrong on my introduction. It was wrote yeah. on me dinner break. I should have counted more carefully. But, yes. um, yeah, you know, I think I think you'll agree with me totally. The more matches, the better. No. We're no. here to disappoint you. We've massively <laughs> disproved that as a fact. Well, well, we shall we shall explore WrestleMania Four. Yes, from the Trump yeah. Plaza in Atlantic City. It is bigger, better, badder, longer. It's definitely the last one.
Atlantic City. Yeah, before we get move on to that, I was we talk about this thing about you say the big, uh, bigger and all that. Like this is in this kind of big auditorium in the Trump Plaza or whatever it is. Yeah, it feels like a massive step down after WrestleMania three. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a step down when you go from like the Pontiac Silverdome to here's a bingo hall that's just a bit bigger. <laughs> I think they say that the crowd's like nineteen twenty thousands. Well, yeah. the story, the story goes, it, it, it's it's um it's in New Jersey on the Atlantic. It's Atlantic <laughs> Boardwalk, I think it's called. It's very yeah. famous. However, Vince couldn't, he just couldn't see how he could top WrestleMania 3. You know, like, a bigger stadium audience, he wasn't sure. He just didn't know how to top it. So he thought was to just go in another direction and make WrestleMania weekend. So he wanted to hire a venue with lots of entertainment, family entertainment and stuff to make the whole WrestleMania weekend an experience, which still okay. to a degree goes on today. Got potentially got like Friday night's the Hall of Fame, Saturday's NXT, yep. Sunday's Mania. Well, you know, in, in the in the before times, and then Monday would be Raw, wouldn't it? Well, this would be similar. There'll be similar theme things go on for this WrestleMania weekend. And also, I think he was probably good friends with Donald Trump back then, so he probably got a good deal on the <laughs> on the venue and such yeah. like as well. You Do you know? think? Um, <laughs> and, and, I mean, I don't know. Did he? Did he? Did he go back there for WrestleMania? Well, yeah, because five's in the same building. That's what. Yeah, so he must have got a very good deal. Yeah, there you go. You got a two for one. Um, if anyone, by the way, has a side note, wants to know what happens to uh, the Trump Plaza now, there is a belting episode of Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown from New Jersey that covers that story Ooh. on Netflix. <laughs> Okay, that I will check that out later. Sounds interesting. There you go. There is it. Yeah, he he visits it. Obviously, well, Anthony Bourdain's no longer with us, but he visited about four years ago when they filmed it, and it's how okay. that that building is looking now. I'm gonna <laughs> guess rough. Yeah, I can't uh, imagine it's good. slightly. Okay. <laughs> it's in the film Color of Money. If any of us have saw the Color of Money with uh, Paul yeah. Newman, Classic, um, that's, uh, that's the venue we gets to at the end. Oh, and they're doing the big tournament at the end. Yep, yeah. Oh. I don't. I think it's the same building, but not like the big bit. It must yeah, be like yeah. lots of halls and stuff. I was going to say, imagine watching Paul in that room. It'd be a bit, a bit awkward. That wouldn't people at the back. Yeah, well, that wouldn't surprise me if that's where like the press conference was done in a similar room to that, because that's like a big ballroom type thing. Hmm. But anyway, anyway, enough of it. So in this course, so, easy chat, awesome. I am. So I believe is it fifteen matches or sixteen? Sixteen, right? Not the fourteen you promised us. Um, no, I was just lowering it to a full sense of security. <laughs> you uh, got Well, because I knew after you watched fourteen of them, you'll all be thinking, you'll all be so disappointed it was finished, and you'll be begging for more. So there's some, a couple of bonus it's, matches. For you. It's sixteen, including a battle royal. Okay. Yeah. Well, since it's um, since we're getting on, we better we better plow through this at alarming speed. Um, oh my! So we, we 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 begin with Gladys Knight, I believe. Yes, yeah. we do. Gladys Knight wearing something I put down as a sequin um, top decorated by a five-year-old who got every patch they owned and just put it on her. Yeah, it's like she's a race, like a race car driver or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's got that kind of flavour to it. She obviously give it to Bob Holly when she was finished. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you too can sponsor Gladys Knight for a nominal sum. <laughs> it's like, remember there's that website where they sold each pixel for like a million dollars or something? Oh, Yeah. It's like that. It's just like just get as much as much space on there as possible. Just get a, 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 every single square inch. Get a sponsor on there because we need to make up some money because not paying yeah. her enough for this. And now, for this and now you can buy sense. Undertaker NFTs for tens of thousands of dollars if you're psychotic. Well, you've got to say if you look at this, right? You had Real Charles, <clears throat> Aretha Franklin, and now Gladys Knight. He's pulled out some big names for mm-hmm. the WrestleMania anthems. That is true. He has. 
And then I think is it it's Rock and Robin for WrestleMania five. <laughs> yeah, which I think must have. I still maintain that was a rib. <laughs> it's got to be, surely. It's got to be. Um, just to just to fill in the gaps, Gene Oakland does WrestleMania one. Oh yes, yeah, so oh, he does. The uh, the, the um, uh, national anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I completely forgotten that. I, either no, I've never it. seen it or it's blanked it from my memory. It's he does it so well. He has to have cue cards to make sure he doesn't forget the words. It's incredible. <laughs> so professional. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming. We um we start with the uh, the trophy being led down the aisle. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, this trophy is enormous. This is. I mean, you know, you, you, you win the tournament, you get the WWE Championship, but no, 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 you can win this Battle Royal and get a, a trophy as tall as Andre the Giant. Wouldn't, wouldn't that yes. be good? <laughs> yeah. I've written here that it's the Andre the Giant the Memorial Battle Royal before Andre died. Yeah, yeah I guess it was, wasn't it? Yeah, this was his retirement party. So the uh, start with all the people in the ring for the announcement. We should probably, we should probably explain who is in the ring because it's about 14,000 people. Um, yes, I was going to say, I, I, I can probably name them all at a push, but right. I'm sure you guys will have them written down. I've got a list here, so we've got... Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, Bad News Brown, Nikolai Volkov, Boris Zukov, Danny Davis, George Steele, Harley Race, Hillbilly Jim, Jack Rochelle, Ray Rochelle, Jim Powers, Paul Roller, Ken Patera, Ron Bass, Sam Houston, Sika, B. Blyan Breyer, Jim Brunzel, and the Junkyard Dog. They they describe it as like an invitational battle royal. If it's an invitational, yeah. who invited Dangerous Danny Davis? Oh, that was my I, I just wrote the Dangerous oh, Danny, Danny Davis getting a payday. So I remember him turning up with that survival series, you know, on the uh, the one with the ten man tag team. He, he rocks up in that way in that same kind of weird outfit and he gets like eliminated straight away because he's he's essentially rubbish. I think he's he the Yeah. <laughs> he's a nerd, but like years before these sort of regular nerds, isn't he? But it's not exactly. I suppose it's like uh, okay, we've got everybody else knocking about for the weekend. What are we going to do with them? Stick him in a battle royal. That's what it felt like to me. It's like basically well, I think everyone stuck a lot of people who weren't on the card in a battle royal. It's like Vince wanted to give everyone a payday before it became yeah. more famous and later WrestleMania. Well, but, uh, yeah. On the WrestleMania Four press conference that I recommended that we watch, um, one question is asked about the the fact that the Hart Foundation are on on, on the announced card. And Mean Gene yeah. just kind of like he just uh, he just kind of goes, oh well, you know, the Hot Foundation are really good. Uh, there are going to be more matches announced. Uh, you can be guaranteed of that. But I think the Battle Royal is the only thing they didn't announce in the press conference. So like they must have just thought, oh yeah, the Hot Foundation, stick them in the Battle Royal, that'll do. It's not that they've got tag team belts. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Nightheart goes out pretty early from doesn't he? I think if I remember right, he does. He does. But and then the first guy out was Sam Houston, obviously because. <laughs> Why? Yeah. And then Sika, Sika follows, I think, of uh, yeah. We should probably mention our announcers are Gorilla Monsoon, Bob Euchre at this point, and starring in a bad knockoff of Baywatch, Jesse the Bondy Ventura. What the hell was he wearing? Whatever he in- wants to, because he's Jesse the Bondy Ventura. He does have a little look. Uh, he'll look on him that I would describe as Crocodile Dundee goes to aerobics class. <laughs> that's, a fair, that's a fair comparison. <laughs> that's fair. Um, I've written down the last four. That's what I kind of cared about in the, in the battle world. The okay. last four were Paul Roma. I just want to just want to mention one point before you go on. George Animal Steel does not get in oh, the yeah. ring and then just no, decides to walk out. 
he he just stands on the outside and goes, "I'm getting paid. I'm here. All right, ta ta." Yeah, <laughs> it's so bizarre, that. Yeah, isn't it? But he never goes in to get eliminated. You're right. He just leaves, isn't he? Yeah, he vanishes. There's nothing explained, and I don't know if it's something maybe happened off camera and they were supposed to film it or whatever. But oh, he no. just he just vanishes, doesn't he? I suppose I could be I could be missed that yeah because like, there's a bit of commentary where like Monsoon's like oh yeah he came into the ring and just like no he didn't he's been outside like, that idiot time. never got in the ring that's yeah fair. yeah I just yeah so yeah so final final four time yeah yes. Paul Roma uh, Brett Hitman Hart Junkyard Dog and Bad News Brown which is that that's some that's some list of people there isn't it well I get Paul yes. Roma out there and then it gets a yeah. bit prettier. Yeah. yeah. So then you have like Hitman and Bad News kind of team up on JYD. Yeah. Now I think at this point the crowd probably think the JYD's win there because he was still a bit oh, of a yeah. fan favourite. Yeah. It's the clear thing right there, isn't it? That you know you're going to have JYD beat the two bad heels and win because yeah, it's, I kind of forget that the back at this point the Hart Foundation were heels, weren't they? I, were they still with Jimmy Hart at this point? Mm. I don't think so. I want to say no, but he definitely was at the Rumble. He definitely accompanied Bret Hart at the Rumble. Yeah. I can't think of watching any matches in between, but they do do a storyline where they drop Jimmy Hart because mm. um, for SummerSlam, Jimmy Hart joins Demolition for one match only for them to yeah. beat the Hart Foundation. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they team up and then like they, they throw JYD out, which is a bit of a like, oh, he's gone. And then uh, Bad News and Hitman are kind of cheering in the ring and then Bad News turns around, hits him with a ghetto blaster. You see, they agreed to split the purse money. They agreed to split it. They were best of friends. They were all fine. Uh, you don't trust bad news. He's you got don't no trust friends. Bad news. I oh, thought no. it was such a good finish. I really liked the finish. And bad news win. I'm also impressed they did this in under 10 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. And then the sad thing is, Bret Hart, the big sore loser. Yes. Eh, eh, I listen to him all the time whining about getting screwed. Poor bad news. Brown wasn't allowed to celebrate his big trophy, was he? No, he got the trophy got absolutely annihilated. <laughs> I was really, I was kind of thinking at this point, like, are you kind of like having two heels win? You, I, I didn't know if they were trying to do like a like a face turn for Brett because the it's a bit flat from the crowd. Like they don't kind of get well, that, into it. That, at the that's, end. It. that's that's the first turn. That's the beginning of his first turn. Yes. Yeah. Because bad news is still clearly the bad guy. So yeah, like, but the crowd don't yeah. like cheer the trophy being smashed. I think they're just more like, whoa, trophy's being smashed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just cheering they're... the actual destruction rather than anything actually well, happening in the ring. Well, for me, obviously, some kids sat and watched that at home and it angered them. So all them years later, he decided to get his revenge against Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame ceremony. <laughs> That's what <laughs> no. it is. It all falls into place. I remember that. That was hysterical. <laughs> you, you destroyed bad news' trophy. <laughs> You oh, bastard. And then comes flipping Dax from, uh, what's his name, FTR comes in. At this point, Bob Nuker leaves to go find Vanna White to probably win himself a restraining order. <laughs> yeah, there's have. a lot of that. There's a lot of, like, kind of every single fella in the building kind of having a bit of a lust after Vanna White in this. Yep. To yeah, the point what? where you have to kind of go, it was acceptable in the 80s, but it's a little <laughs> bit rapey now. It's a little yep. bit. She's a apparently the, the official bike of WrestleMania. It <laughs> seems that way. I just want to give a bad news brown fact since we've moved on from him. He right. is indeed an Olympic medalist. Oh? In judo. In judo. Bronze medal at judo he go. got. So I'm sure I remember um, uh, Don Callis was kind of like worked with him, didn't he, I think? Or That's like, I'm pretty sure on his podcast he kind of talked about like he was in that Canada, he was in the territory in Canada with like, I think it might have been with Rick Martel as well. He was in, he was in Stampede for a while, he yeah. was. But he was, called, was it Bad News Allen, I think he was called Bad then? News Allen, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, so I think I think he's kind of I think I think he's talked about it on a few podcasts how he was kind of like an early mentor for him, but uh, back when he's like oh. 
Maybe even like Edge as well. I'm not even sure because he was. Kind oh, Carlos has got his has had his fingers on a lot of pies. There is it's the uh, invisible hand, isn't he? You know, he really is behind everything. Behind everything. Mm. Yeah, uh, we've got a, so, a marquee match next. This is a classic. You need no, no. You need to wait. We need to go over the worst reading of a proclamation <laughs> in history of man. Whereas the World Wrestling Federation has experienced certain extraordinary circumstances concerning the WWF Championship, and whereas the World Wrestling Federation sought to establish a fair and just way to diligently determine who should be the undisputed WWF champion, and whereas WrestleMania 4 has been selected as the specific site to determine who will be the undisputed champion by way of an elimination championship tournament, and whereas the top 14 competitors in the World Wrestling Federation have been selected and paired and are present and in readiness to compete, I now proclaim that the championship tournament should begin. With champagne wishes and caviar dreams, may the best man win. I'm Robin Leach, and I do know why. <laughs> this is fucking terrible, isn't it? It's at this, literally the worst thing I have ever watched. It's a man reading something out with the same vigor and the same enthusiasm as a man who's lost all four of his limbs. Oh, is this your boy Robin from... Uh... Yeah, Robin Robin Leach. That's what I, I was written down. Thanks, Robin. That's all I've written down at this point. I, I was kind of... Absolutely horrendous. Do you think he wrote this? Because this is quite a flowery description of what's like a, a wrestling tournament. I would guess he did, but in hindsight, maybe somebody should have proofread it first. What did you say? Was it at the end? It was like was it like champagne dreams or something at the end? Yeah, yes. the champagne wishes. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? I thank you. I am Robin Leach's. So at the end, did he say something like yep, that? Yep, he does. Yeah. Says thank you. I'm Robert Leach's. Like <laughs> it's effectively Such... we're going to have a tournament to crown a new world champion. <laughs> but it, it's him no. kind of going in the echelons <laughs> of yeah. great competition. I know it's, it's, it's what? horrendous. It's like it's like a bad world of sport announcement. Like have you have you seen the card? What you're on about? You want, all, all you need is like Dusty Rhodes out there to go. Let's go, baby. We're having a tournament. <laughs> God, I miss Dusty Rhodes. Like, what's the point, Dusty? You're gonna win it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, <Hi-oh. laughs> Um, two things confuse me about this. Um, go on. Well, actually, no. Uh, Did you notice know Jesse the Body Ventura laying down some kind of things for later? If you're disqualified, you do not advance forward. If the match turns out to be a draw, both contestants don't advance. If it's a a double disqualification, both contestants won't advance. He says he talked about the rules, thinking, "Oh yeah, if if there's a a time limit draw, you get out. Or if there's any double disqualifications, then you're Mm -hmm. not going to go through to the next round." Like, ah, Jesse, look at him, look at him, he knows his onions. Sowing the seeds. Laying it all down now. But um, Axel comes out to the music and Ted comes out to the music. So what's going on yeah, here? Yeah, this threw me something crazy. Like, not many people have music. They don't have music. Well, yeah, Hogan does. Macho Man does. Well, you know. That's about Don it. Don Rocco does. Oh, so he does, yeah. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you go any further, Don Rocco will have really bad music. Uh, he does. Have it's have terrible, music. but it's he's terrible. got it. The point is, he has music. Whereas like, Ted, I suppose Ted didn't get his million dollar theme until a bit later, did he? I don't think, 1990. I is it that late? Yeah, really? yeah, 1990. 
Duggan, Duggan got his in 1990 as well. Yeah. Um, it was um, Big John Studd's theme, first of all, and he got it in uh, 1990. Because remember, it closes out the Royal Rumble 89, if you remember. Yeah. Remember, Hacksaw Jim Duggan's theme song was also Big John Studd's. Yep. Uh, Even, minus the horse. I was going to say, without the horse, that's true. <laughs> yeah, right. just had it there a bit like, afterwards. Yeah. Imagine them. Yeah. 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 Oh, wait, that one's got a hose in it. What luck. We can use it for Hacksaw. Huh? Um. I actually worried about a lot of these people coming down the 74,000 steps they had to come down to get to the ring. Yes. I thought they'd give it a very unique feel, but mm. I agree it must have been very nervy of no one to fall over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or totally. tear something I like Kevin Nash. There's probably a reason why they don't film much of Warrior's entrance. He'd be prime <laughs> candidate for falling arse over tit down this. But I was right, like, it is kind of standing out, because I think, I think it was five, because it was more Brutus coming down, because um, he has music in the next one, not this one. And like those steps are quite memorable, and those kind of yellow steps through the crowd. Yeah. Like, there is yeah. like a clear memory I have of watching like this when I was really, it's really the young. The ceiling as well, like is it like they got the light strip from the ceiling? Mm, so yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, gives it, it looks really like an eighties variety well. TV show in the ceiling, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know why I said I was having major deja vu during watching this? You, I remember you talking to me about this. I, I worked out why that was because we've Go done on. WrestleMania Five, which is in the same building. Yeah. And we've done the wrestling classic, which had the tournament. Uh-huh. And in okay, my so head, watched, watched I was combining the two. <laughs> that, well, that makes perfect sense. Well, didn't they just use, like, like for the WrestleMania 5, they just kind of just ripped the, the eye off, the, the four, and that was it. <laughs> I'm sure if you look at the kind of flags they got, there, all the kind of stuff they got up in the audience, up in the rafters for WrestleMania 5, they just ripped the, they ripped the eye off, and there you go. There's WrestleMania Recycling, 5. the possibilities are endless. They could have done six, couldn't they? <laughs> then they would have been stuck could have done six and just, you know, saved the eye and just moved it to the side, yeah. <laughs> Seven, they would have been a bit tricky. They had to have, like, half the number of flags. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. You've got three years out of the one banner. Yeah. We'll keep the eye in case we ever do WrestleMania 1 again. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I know it didn't have an eye at, at, at the time. Who likes Andre in his suit? He looks very smart. He does. I thought he looked great coming down. Well, this is the tournament, isn't it? This is the um, yes. first round of the t- six matches in the first round because Hogan and Andre both received buys, um, mm-hmm. which is bizarrely the most like Doom 14 because when they did it at Survivor Series 98, they did the same thing of Taker and uh, Kane getting buys and having the 14 men. So I guess they do not yeah, like doing 16. They can't possibly do uh, that one extra match. No, no Two extra matches, so yeah. So yeah, so we get, uh, we get one of the tournament favourites, Ted DiBiase, with his entourage. Yes. Of Virgil yeah. and Posh Andre. And then we get Jim Duggan of his entourage of a plank of wood. A plank of wood. <laughs> yes. But it's like, I'm going to come back to this scene because a lot of these matches, they, they, they get them done in five minutes in the, in the, for the majority of them, don't they? Well, they when you've got 100 matches to quick. get through on the card, right, right. <laughs> And I think, I'm pretty sure Duggan and DiBiase worked together, like, was it Mid South, where it was? They, they were yeah, I think it was Mid South. I think you're correct, yeah. yeah. So they work really well. Like, there's a great bit where I think Duggan hits, uh, hits uh, Ted with a clothesline, and Ted like just like flips himself over on his head on the floor. Yeah, the, these guys were working really, really hard for an opening match of a long show. Yeah, that, but like I think they they got to kind of put a marker down after the Battle Royal because the Battle Royal is not really proper match. Like I think in, in these days it's on the pre-show, isn't it? The Battle Royal. Yeah, um, this, most this years, is a... not every year, but most years. Yeah, yeah. This is like effectively your opening match, isn't it? So they got to put something down to kind of get the crowd up on their feet. And Duggan gets them up on their feet because, as we all know, he's like the greatest wrestler. He's well, fans love him for whatever he does. Fans have always yeah. loved him. Just that charisma for him, isn't it? Uh, and Ted's like, you know, at this point, it's probably like he's he's, he's the top heel, isn't he? Apart from Andre, 
I think yeah, he's like the yeah. top heel in the company. So you got like a good opener. Uh, and yeah, I, I, it wasn't that long. It wasn't terrible. I didn't mind it. I thought um, it was. I, thought, I like. I think this is one of the better matches, if I'm honest mm-hmm. with you. But yeah. I quite enjoyed the finish. I thought the finish was clever with um, with uh, Duggan going for his three point stance and Andre just grabbing the leg. I thought that was such <laughs> yeah. a good, such a good little uh, little thing I did. It's probably um, the most mobile Andre's been for a long time by this point. <laughs> well, this and, is like uh, yeah. this is probably the best use for him, isn't it? Because I think you know WrestleMania three was probably like his last. Not in his, like nowhere near his point, but that's probably like his last great physical performance. Yeah. Whereas after that, like after that point, you could really kind of see like all the issues he was suffering with at that, for, like from that point. But like having him just at ringside, just like grabbing people's legs and just looking at the referee, like, "Oh, did you anything, boss? What's the matter?" Like that's brilliant. And you know, Ted does his like his falling knuckle punch, which I love. I, I like always oh, the really fist drop. Oh yeah, yeah, the fall yeah. fist drop yeah. looks amazing. It's and it's it's such a. A move which you know anyone can do a fist drop, but Ted DiBiase was the only one that seemingly did that sort of like I'll just tilt on one leg and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. the move the move so good it made WrestleFest. Oh yeah, it did. <laughs> I. I forgot about that. There you go. So good it's a WrestleFest. Um, well, I enjoyed that opener, and DiBiase's through, and he will face the winner of Dino Bravo versus Don Morocco. Yes, or The Rock to give yep. me. To give me his true title. Now, I guess you guys probably watched the dubbed version on the network, yep. but Don Morocco's music is Jesus Christ Superstar. It's quite jarring really? when you yep. hear it. Yeah, it is. It's wow. when I heard it, I thought this really? is this like WWE dubbing gone wrong, but no, that's his actual theme. Why does he announce him just as Canada's strongest man? He's the world's strongest man as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but it's not official. Here he comes! Superstar Billy Graham along with The Rock, and they're on their feet, this tremendous crowd, here for WrestleMania 4. Just you can bet that DiBiase will be watching this match very closely. And that was not on the network version at all. So yeah, that's 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 what he used. Um, it's got nothing to do with this, but Switzerland have a penalty to go two 0 up against France. There you go. Thank um, you for doing the podcast, Al. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's on. So we, we had a little um, Brutus and Mean Gene promo, which Brutus kind of makes no sense, but looks really, really unhinged with a pair of shears. Why does that man have a pair of shears? He's clearly he mentally disturbed. I, I was really worried he was going to take someone's finger off of those things, because they look really you nasty. Think, like, Brutus the Beefcake's original, like, gimmick was going to be a gardener. Uh, possibly. <laughs> Brutus the gardener. Brutus the gardener beefcake. And, you know, he was going to have, like, some shears and a trowel. <laughs> I can't think of a food beginning with G. Gary the gardener goulash? Well, we know, we know Gary Glitter's not going to be one. All right. We've had enough 80s references for tonight. Of 80s paedophiles. Don't make me edit that out. We've had enough 80s paedophile references tonight. Is that what we've, we've done our yes. quota. Well, yeah. We're only, we're only on to the second match. Third match. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That's the problem. We like Dino. Dino gets music. Morocco gets music. Um, this is, uh, like, Morocco's this... got superstar Billy Graham managing them. Yeah, yes, with a he looks he absolutely looks... enormous. <laughs> Just look a bit like a beefy boy, doesn't he? 
And yes. then uh, is is Frenchy Martin with Dino? Yeah, yeah. French Martin. Yeah, 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 he's French Canadian, isn't he? So therefore, French Frenchy Martin. I wrote down um, none of these men in this particular match would pass a wellness test in modern days. I think. <laughs> no. Um, and that, really. <laughs> most of the managers, Frenchy Martin, might, but the rest of them, you're right, probably <laughs> definitely wouldn't. Yeah. No, I um, I didn't think this match was the best match. It could have been better. Uh, the ending is a bit shoddy, um, and I think is there a bit where. There's a massive north cell on the pile driver. Yeah, that was I wrote that down. Um, and Jesse Ventura tries to cover for it. Yeah. Oh, Morocco hits his pile driver, which is his finisher, and Bravo kicks out, killing his finisher. It's like, <laughs> well, well like, he kicks out. I guess that's not the finish, but he kicks out really easily. I think that's he like yeah. doesn't sell it at all. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite ridiculous. And then we've got a disqualification. Oh, he pulls the referee, doesn't he? he pulls yeah, the referee. That was it. And then hits his side suplex, but he gets disqualified. Yeah, Morocco murders the ref of the forearm, doesn't he, when he gets pulled. <laughs> and then, yeah, Barbara gets he, Which, like, how often does that happen, where the ref go, the ref actually remembers the person got pulled, pulled him in front of the other person? Um, if you're talking modern day WWE, never. Never. Like, I, well, at all the time I've watched it, like, I think that's the only time where the, per, where the ref's come to and gone, you pulled me in front of him, disqualification, rather than just kind of carrying on with the match, which is what normally happens. Yeah. I've written oh. my notes here. It's like Don wins in a rare moment of the referee actually doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll come back to in another match. Yes. Yeah, France, France have now equalised. Switzerland failed to take the penalty. And uh, it's now 1 1. All nice. right, Grandstand. Jesus. You're the one saying we're going to have to belt through these matches and you're giving running fucking commentary. Can we say Grandstand? <laughs> oh. Growl stand, does that work? It's, I like it's it. a stretch, but it works, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Valentine go. versus Steamboat. Uh, do we want to talk about the Honky Tonk promo? No, good. Um, no, not right. really. Steamboat gets music and Greg's already in the ring? Yeah, what's Steamboat that about? Steamboat's music's probably edited as well. Probably, yeah, yeah, I think so. Steamboat is um, with his son, isn't he? Yeah, Little Dragon's got his own little outfit. There's a story about Little Dragon. I don't want to know about this. And I knew there was going to be. <laughs> Do we want to hear a story about uh, Steve, Ricky Steamboat's Little Dragon? I was going to say he he was he was training in NXT for a while, was he not? Yeah. I think he was. That wasn't the story though. The story goes <laughs> he, he asked Vince McMahon for some time off to be with his Little Dragon. You know when when it's born, he's white. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Vince McMahon rewards him by stripping him with his IC title and then jobbing them out to anyone who'll he'll do. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> oh, this is Steamboat's last match, isn't it? Before he goes back to WCW. <laughs> so, um, so he goes back to WCW very shortly, or NWA, whatever it was at the time. Yeah, yeah. he's not that long to go until he's back in WCW uh, or Jim or Jim Crockett. He would have anyway. gone back. This would have been like we had those that kind of classic trilogy with Ric Flair, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, Rumble yeah. that kind it of stuff. Been, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So well, you know, small mercy. In the blink of an eye, France are two-one up. Thought you were going to start with the match. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a nice quote from Jesse Ventura about um, Valentine's tactics. He should definitely cheat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. About as blatant as you can get. Is there, a, is there also is there a bigger physical contrast between two wrestlers than <laughs> in like body shape than there is between Steamboat and Greg the Hammer Valentine? Greg does kind of represent that kind of the early kind of like the late seventies barrel chested. Yeah. Nicely. Yeah. Made, kind of made of play doh and blue tack yeah. wrestler. <laughs> Up against the kind of you know the kind of more ripped. Hard body yeah. aesthetic that you get chiseled. Yeah. Looks like he works out a fuck of a lot. Steamboat. Yeah. I uh, bloody love watching Ricky Steamboat matches, by the way. He is really he's good. He's cracking, isn't he? He's is so, so good. And just like, 
I mean, remember that, um, I can't remember what the event was, the when we the Iron Man match with Rick Rude we did not long ago. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was an absolute belter. I loved that match. Yeah. This, this been... one obviously doesn't really give them a chance to show off any great level because they're, you know, the. Oh, no. The problem I've got with most of the matches is the fact they don't really get a lot of time, but it's still decent enough. They've got to do the quote they do for every Greg Valentine match of, he doesn't get going until 15 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've ever saw 15 minute Greg Valentine match. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I, oh, what about at the Royal Rumble when he was up against, um, oh, is it Ronnie Garvin? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, I'll give you that. That was a very that, good one. Well, I'm sure that went about a good 15 minutes. I'll check on that later. Uh, hi, uh, Phil from the future here. Uh, just to confirm that that match we're discussing uh, from Royal Rumble 1990 actually went for 16 minutes and 55 seconds. So there you go. Um, uh, everybody, did anybody else enjoy Monsoon's uh, external uh, protuberance comments? Hammer dishing out the punishment here as the tide is turning this one up. Right on the back of the head, right in the external occipital protuberance area. That'll knock you out to the middle of next week. The what? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you Can you repeat that again, Gorilla? What is that? Two count. Oh, he almost got it. <laughs> what you said there, where he got hit. That little bump on the back of your head. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, Monson is bodyisms, as I call them, are rampant throughout this show. But it massively tickled Jesse Ventura, which is really funny. He's like, what was that? What did you say? Say it again. <laughs> I quite like that. But yeah, the finish, um, Valentine, I think he's supposed to pull um boat's tights, but just doesn't bother and pins him. Yeah. And that's it. It's pretty much well, that's... probably the best match of the show so far. Yeah, I got that, yeah. Cause... I want to give you one thought, though. Go on, then. Go on. What happened if Steamboat won? Uh, this, is what I'm, this is what I'm saying now. If he won, he, he meets the winner of the next round, which is who? Yep. Savage well... versus Butch Reed. Yep, so so I, I really I was really looking forward to Steamboat versus Butch Reed as well. But anyway. Um <laughs> God's sake. To you. So so Butch Reed, the first man ever Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we skipping over the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware's promo? Oh god. I thought I've just written that down okay. yet. Uh, so we we cut to Mean Gene who's got the British Bulldogs and Coco Beware. The amount of steroids on screen is absolutely unreal. <laughs> and the Bulldogs cut. explain that Matilda <laughs> That Matilda is a certified weasel hunter. Mean Jean, she's the only certifiable weasel dog in the world. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Weasel dog? What are you talking about, a weasel dog? Meaning she'll be going after Boy with the Brain Heenan later on. That dog is hunting nothing. No, <laughs> that, 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 that yeah. dog's running it... three feet, falling over, and probably having a heart attack. Well, you heard the stories of how wrestlers used to. Um, post laxatives underneath the hotel room doors of the British Bulldogs for yes. the dog to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think the biggest crime though of all this is that you know uh, Bulldogs have got a dog, Coco's got uh, Frankie the parrot. At no point is the parrot riding on the dog. <laughs> At no is that point. Something you wanted to see? Of course. Really? I think there was enough animal cruelty on in the, the WWF without having you, a parrot could, riding on a bulldog. You could put like a little saddle on him or something, or like a jacket to kind of so the you know like a leather thing so the claws wouldn't go through. But come he on, hasn't, he hasn't got Frankie during this promo though, has he? Well, like, no. yeah, that's not the point. The point is at no point <laughs> trying to get show. any saddle. He won't get any saddle. <laughs> Frankie saddle on the back of a dog. That would have been imagine the visual. The dog went into the ring with Frankie on his back. Frankie flying Matilda into the ring. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think this is how we ended up with the camels at WrestleMania Nine? Vince had the idea of doing uh, Frankie to... on uh, Matilda, but it didn't work. So you got the camels. At, uh, I want to do something riding an animal, pal. I want that in my show. 
I think what? maybe we should we should get on because it, we're, we're on match five or six. We're still talking about the football then. Stop talking about the football and don't think, pick 16 match cards. I think my uh, my football commentary has been a lot less than your saddle commentary. <laughs> it is a little, is, okay, it's is not a factory, but an observation made about the show. Um, aren't there a lot of exciting intercontinental champions in this tournament? Yes. Morocco, oh. uh, Valentine, Steamboat. But that goes back to the point I made a while ago that... This is back in the era where the IC belt was seen as the one just below the heavyweight championship mm. belt. So if you were a former or current IC champion, you were seen to be equal to the world champion. It's just you didn't have, you hadn't had your chance at the belt yet, which is yeah. something in modern day WWE is lost now because all the belts don't mean anything. Yeah, so it's interesting the fact like that it seems like they're actually kind of following through with that and thinking like, oh, the people who are in the tournament are all kind of, yeah, IC champions or ex-IC yeah. champions. Yeah, but that's how that's how it should be. You should have people in your tournament. That makes too much sense. <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, you said it. Uh, but this one is just like—is it a bit, uh, a little bit of action, and then Savage wins? Pretty much. I think Richard was just here to make sure he got his comp for the night. Yeah, but yeah, the fact that like you could have had uh, Savage versus Steamboat in a kind of repeat of the <sighs> WrestleMania three match, and it was I love that. Um... That match is still, still. I watch it occasionally, and it's still so good. Hmm. Now, a little Butch Reed fact. Ooh. Because there's not much to say, apart from he's the first man ever eliminated for a Royal Rumble. Well, that's, he, that's he was also, he was supposed to win the Intercontinental Champion from Steamboat. When Vince decided Steamboat wasn't good enough, he wanted it stripped straight away. So he planned Butch Reed to, uh, to win it at this taping. However, due to weather or whatever, Butch Reed didn't show up. So ah. it was like, Somebody's taking it. Uh, Honky Tonk Man, he'll do. Give it to Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> Was it not Butch Reed that then buggers off to WCW and forms Doom with... Doom? He does indeed, yeah. Yeah. Before it was a poor uh, film starring Dwayne Johnson. Yes, he went to form Doom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> film does <Okay>. suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have made it through the first round and our quarterfinals are looking oh, at the moment. No, 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 you might be wishful thinking, but we've not made it that far yet. Yes. <sighs> I, I don't want to review the next match. There's still two more matches to come. I don't want to review the next one. We've got Bobby the Brain and the Islanders. That's 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 fun. Look at their tights. They're amazing. And then yep. we get um, One Man Gang versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, Bam Bam apparently coming down to some knockoff Rick Rude music. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just wrote down both these men are enormous. And I don't mean that in a muscular sense. I mean that as in you've been to the buffet. There's a lot of beef, but you know what? Bam Bam gets me with a cartwheel. And I'm like, I was, I was, I was like, I'm in. And, and his, his manager's called Oliver Humperdinck. What more do they you don't make a good combination yes. of two, though, do they? Come on. I'd like to put forward my nomination for best misheard commentary quote uh, tonight but that I did during this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vin- Ventura at one point says, two big tr- um, trucks. But for some reason in my head, it came out as two mad drunks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say two big fucks. I thought he was going as well. No, 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 no. That, that would be rude. <laughs> well, this is where we get, no. I think, what, what is arguably the worst finish of the night. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think it's arguably. I think it's the worst finish of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... 
even my like when I first watched this, it being um, I think it was eleven. I thought this was a stupid finish. <laughs> yeah. So Bam Bam takes a, takes a, a pretty nasty looking spill over the top rope. Yeah, um, it didn't look like fun. And then he starts getting counted out, and then he climbs up onto the apron, and the referee still counts him. And then I think as he's get climbing through the ropes, the referee counts him ten, and that's it. So yeah, with a one man guy and wheeling away at them and stop them getting in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like he's, he's yeah, one, one, the gang's hitting him, and the ref's going like seven. <laughs> it's like, yeah. what, what, what are you doing? Why are you still refing at this point? Well, Bigelow's got a bad knee at this point, and I think I could be wrong, but I think this might be Bigelow's last match until he's returning. Um, you know, when he became yeah. ninety two, ninety three, when he when he uh, returned, then yeah. Was, did he come back with Luna Bashan, or did she kind of join him later? No, it was later on. Yeah, later, later on. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah. Well, let's have a little look. Uh, yeah, eighty eight is when he joins. September is when he de- debuts in WCW. God, I remember Bam Bam in ECW. That was insane how good he was. Mm. Yeah, he leaves WWF around July 98. Sorry, 1988, sorry. Uh, And then, yeah, he's with WCW for a couple of years and comes back to WWF in 92. The most offensive thing about this match is the fact that Gorilla saw it fit to to roll out the irresistible force meets the immovable object quote. (laughs) But they're very beefy boys, though, aren't they? They're very beefy. That doesn't that doesn't make up for the fact they were basically two fucking fridges that couldn't barely do anything. <laughs> I mean, Bam 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 Bam's still leading his career. Is he? I don't think he's quite as quite as good as he would get, become after that. But you know, you know, he, he did a cartwheel. Come on, this Bam Bam's still a beller, but this isn't really a great. If he had a, back, a knackered knee, then this is probably a reason why Bam Bam yeah. wasn't as mobile as he maybe could be. Yeah, during this match, one man gangs is fucking awful. He is. <laughs> Yes. At least at this point, he's not massively racist, you know? Yet. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a common. That's next year. At the end of the year. Yeah. What, what is also possibly one of the most ultimate warrior esque Hulk and Hulk Hogan promos I've ever seen. This is oh, insane. Oh, is he, is he, he's it's... slamming somebody to the ocean or something, isn't he? he he's slamming Andre, which, yeah. which is going to snap off the East Coast of America. <laughs> you, can see, you can see me and Gene and like, popsing so bad. Everyone's yep. like sinking to the bottom of the sea, including Donald Trump. Yep, he's got one hundred his family doubtful. Yep, um, as he's hanging there, but then, it, but then he can like hang onto Hogan's back and he'll doggy, doggy paddle him to safety. <laughs> he just put his entire promo in this pot because I think it's only three minutes long and it's probably three minutes of absolute comedy gold. <laughs> before insane. we do so, before it plays, can I just point out the point in this promo in which he says Trump will know enough to let go of his material possessions. He didn't fucking fucking do that when he became president, Hogan. But if you looked in their eyes, man, have you seen the fear in all those little hulksters? They realize that when I get Andre the Giant cinched up in the launch position, when I slam him through the Trump Plaza, brother, from New York down to Tampa, Florida, the fault line is going to break off. And as Andre the Giant falls into the ocean, as my next two opponents fall to the ocean floor and I pin them, so will Donald Trump and all the Hulkamaniacs. But as Donald Trump hangs onto the top of the Trump Plaza with his family under his other arm, as they sink to the bottom of the sea, thank God Donald Trump's a Hulkamaniac. He'll know enough to let go of his materialistic possessions, hang on to the wife and kids, dog paddle with his life all the way to safety. But Donald, if something happens, you run out of gas, and all those little Hulkamaniacs run out of gas, just hang on to the largest back in the world, and I'll dog paddle us, backstroke all of us to safety. Oh, and thank you, Hulk Hogan. Let's get back to action. Wow. 
Yeah, he's like Hogan's basically saying, "I'm going to kill the entire East Coast of America to oh, beat Andre." It, That's it, what I'm going to do. As cameras, it's the most coked up Hogan I think I've ever seen. God, yeah, it's totally coked up beyond all belief. <sighs> what did you think of this promo, Al? Um, he's the best. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. That's the it's, Alan word it's on just the, the best. Thing. Just the best. Um, I don't really like the next match. I gotta say, what? What is this? Uh, Jake Roberts versus Rick Rude? Yeah, it's. I think the guys could put a good match on but they know they're playing for a time limit draw, so I just think it's stall, stall, stall. That's fair, um, that's fair. I, I, yeah. I give this match a pass because we get a, a fantastic Rick Rude introduction. Yes. <laughs> Supposedly he's built into the story slightly because Heenan is at ringside screaming to Rick Rude that he's wasting time. Yeah, mm. I, th- I think the problem is they don't, they've, they've announced the matches like 15 minutes in the first round, but they don't actually announce it like you know, five minutes left. No, 10 minutes. Yeah, they don't do that. Oh, they're not WCW, no. No, there are five minutes remaining. If we go back to that I... um, recruit match that Cam talked about earlier, the, the Iron Man match. Yeah. Remember at the end of that when it was like two minutes left and the kind of, uh, how frantic that built to the end of the match when it was like you've got to get that what that last pin to kind of to win the match sort of thing. It, yeah, but that one kind of that one kind of did it naturally. Yeah. But I think yeah. that, that it's what this match is missing, that kind of build to the finish where it's like, oh, we need to win, we need to win, we need to win. It just, it just kind of, like, you just get a count out, the, uh, the bell just rings, literally through a pin. It's like, oh, it's done. I have an idea for a future roundtable that was inspired by this match. Ooh, okay. And that is the best mustache in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> best mustache. Yes, because these two had some absolute crackers. There are two fine examples of this match. I think, you know, Rude's mustache is up there with Tom Selleck's. If you're talking mustaches in general fucking magnum yeah. ta the magnum yeah. oof, that's a good one to be fair but you know, <laughs> yeah. magnum magnum pi tom Selleck is i think is arguably the best mustache hands down there we go uh both for length girth and longevity so well, what about hercule Poirot's mustache that's a more refined mustache um are you talking um don suchet uh hercule Poirot yeah, or, yeah, Ken- yeah, yeah, yeah. or kenneth Bernard? The good, no, no, the no, good no, Poirot. Because you do, you, you, you got to sort out the best Poirot mustache from the actors first. Then we'll discuss, you know, where he kind of stacks into the overall, to the overall yeah, mustache yeah, you know, table. I, I feel we've we've reached an important subject. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll come back to. Yeah, we'll return to mustaches. Yeah, but I mean, if I'm gonna, if we're gonna pick anybody from this first round, if you're gonna pick anybody to go 15 minutes, you kind of want it to be Jake and Rude. Mm, yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. you'd rather have this go 15 minutes than one man gang Bigelow. Yeah, <laughs> I would have actually paid money to see that for fifteen minutes to see who blew up first. Yeah, or if you're going to pick it, you know, if you if you'd got your Savage Steamboat match, that's the one that should have gone fifteen minutes. Yeah, but then it would have been meant that yeah, 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 yeah. been eliminated. Think, think yeah. would everything would have moved around yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But you know, of, um, of course, this was the beginning of the feud where uh, Rick Rude would go and mend these tights. Yes, yes, yep, yep. Did we did we do that match? Was that the next? Did we do that WrestleMania five? Was that a Rumble we did? Um, it's SummerSlam when he wears the tights, even though he's not actually hmm. facing Roberts for the um in 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 the pay per view. Yeah, because uh, Ventura keeps calling out the Roberts wife, doesn't he, all the time during the commentary? Remember that? So yeah, the SummerSlam he, he wears the he wears the tights for his match. Then um, yeah. I don't think they ever got the big. I don't think they ever got the big pay per view payoff. I think it was on like Saturday night's main event or something. I don't think yeah. they ever. I'm thinking odd, but by the time Survivor Series comes on, he's on to. He's on the Andre pretty much. I mean, I suppose yeah. Rude is in that match as well. But yeah, they never got the big. But it's weird how Rude never kind of got. He never got positioned as like the top level heel, did he? He was like, oh, he was always up there, but he was never. He was never quite, you know, the the top top heel. 
Well, he got his time at SummerSlam 90. He got his main event at SummerSlam 90. Yeah. But yeah, it always felt like a bit of a kind of a... Not a miss, not a missed opportunity, because obviously he had some great matches in WWF and his character was great, but you kind of feel like like that. there's somebody he probably should have had like at least a run with more than the IC belts. Yeah. Well, he, got, he got six months or something, didn't he? WrestleMania SummerSlam, he got... I mean, okay. he, he's always in my mind more of a WCW guy, Rick Rude. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. To be honest. Um, did anyone else notice that this match does not go 15 minutes? Oh, <laughs> of course me. it didn't. What a it surprise. went 15 minutes and 10 seconds. Oh, of course it went longer. God. You um, were there with the stopwatch. Three one to France there. There we go. <laughs> Thanks, Al. <laughs> so this match was a bit blah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, now we are finished with the quarterfinals. So now we're finished yep. the first round even. So we get backstage, we get Mean Gene with a board, uh, with the wall chart speaking of football, uh, which is much better than the Wrestling Classics wall chart. Oh, totally. If I had a time to redo that one, totally. Um, and then we get, what is it, Vanna White with a great quote. Vanna, isn't it exciting? It is exciting. I'm having a great time. Like, oh, the sarcasm <laughs> just drips out of her voice. Yeah. It's just the part where she says um, about Randy Savage, it's good to see a woman person behind yes. him. Yes, that's what <laughs> A woman says. person as what? opposed to a woman. As opposed yeah. to a woman, yes. But... Um, yeah. Aye, Vanna White is, and you have to look at Mean Gene kind of like getting a bit hot under the collar for Vanna White, and it's just like, oh god, yeah. it's it just pretty cringe. Goes, it is exciting, it's like she's talking to a small child. It's brilliant. Yeah, it is so uh, exciting. I like Hulk. <laughs> I bet you do. I bet you do. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to people who are a bit dicey on stairs. It's time for the Warrior versus Hercules. Here Yay! we go. Here we go. Hercules. This is like a really weird warrior match in the fact that it's like. Totally, obviously, the sort of embryonic stage of his character. Um, the face paint's there. No tassels? He has no, got no, tassels, yeah. but they're only, Has he got tassels? But they're only like, he's only like one colour, isn't he? He's like, like that light blue kind of trunks. Yeah. That's about it. There's like about really. five tassels on each, on each kind of bicep and calf. There's Aye. not much on there at all. But it's just, it's a very muted Ultimate Warrior match because it's mm. not, you know, it's not, it's not as if he comes in there destroys Hercules in like 30 seconds, pins him, buggers off again. Well, it's mm. like, Hercules starts in the ring with his chain. I, I assume Brain just stayed out there from the last match, didn't bother kind of going back, because why would you? Um, but like, when the music hits, it's still a big pop. He kind of comes down the stairs. He, he, he proper goes down the stairs, doesn't he? he he's, yes. I think he's, he's not sure at first, and he thinks he's pointing, he goes, oh, fuck it, I'm going for it. I just, boom, <laughs> up down he goes. And he's in the ring, he like, misses up some moves. <laughs> there's a few bits where it's like, uh, I think there's like, um, Something on the top. Uh, I think Warrior tries to choke Hercules on the top rope, but he just misses the top rope. Yeah, like he doesn't it, fall it, back far enough. It's a bit sloppy, but compared to the last beef match we had, this is a lot better. Yeah. Oh, and also um, Hercules's trunks—they're much more acceptable in this match. We can see much less <laughs> of his butt cheeks. I knew he would say yes. that. You, you, yeah, yeah. Um, like, Hercules needs to have um, the correct size of trunks, and I think he does. Nowhere near as bad as they are in his Power and Glory days. Much oh, no, it's this a bit would be like... uh, this would be Warriors' first pay per view. Really? Is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You can kind of you can kind of tell. Let's be honest with ourselves. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, God bless him and all that, but the finish was interesting as well. They went for a bit of a bizarre finish. I felt. Yeah, it was a weird sort of moment where both of them fell down. Um, but the ref was counting three and because well, warrior managed to get his shoulder up just before three he won the match by jerking yeah is it they, they do like the kind of hyper hitman finish 
like the double back. It's a back suplexy type thing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like a German suplex, but um, Warrior foul, kind of lifts his shoulder. Yeah, it's a bit of a. I guess it's another excuse to get Warrior on the card without putting them in the the tournament final. Which that's uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that in the summing up at the end. I feel. <laughs> but now it's time for everyone to run to the concession stand because it's intermission time. <laughs> yeah, there's a weird cut, isn't there? This match well, on, on the network version, at least. It's like a kind of yeah. weird cut where it kind of goes to um, and a bit of the WrestleMania. It kind of goes back to the WrestleMania three build, isn't it? All that kind of stuff about Andre. Yeah, um, what was cut was basically a bunch of WWF merchandise um, oh, advertisements. The old Doc, Hend- Doc, Doc Henderson's Doc Hendricks, sorry, coming out to do the selling. Ah, uh, I don't know. As you would get in that years. I love that. I don't think it's on the anymore, but Doc Hendricks coming out saying, I got some jeans, buy some jeans. Like, no, no, Doc. Still. Did anyone else enjoy, on a random note, did anyone else enjoy Todd Pettengill uh, in your house as much as I did? <laughs> I didn't see his bits. I, 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 haven't watched, I haven't watched the show yet. Oh, it was superb. Was he good? He was good. good as in the last NXT. Um, yes. The wow. last takeover. I, I, I've not even seen it yet. I don't know. Yep. Todd Pettengill was the host and my God, he did so well. He's did so he? much yeah. better than he was. Back, he was so much better than he was back in the day. Oh, brilliant. Did, tell me, tell me, please, did they give away a house? Sadly, no. Oh. I don't think Vince McMahon would have thought to give away a fucking caravan at the minute. Don't mind a house. <laughs> I think he I don't can. Know. I just think he wants to get, he wants to have more he caravans. He doesn't want to. He wants to. <laughs> can you imagine Vince McMahon going on a caravan on holiday? I would pay money to watch that. That would be amazing. <laughs> Stat- not not a static caravan. It needs to be one you need to t- like pull with you. Yeah, with the car. just yeah. like towing it along in a field somewhere in Dorset or something like that. <laughs> They'd be like, "Why have I not had this gimmick of the caravan man? You know, he'd come to the ring. Yeah, he'd go to the caravan. This is about putting, putting a caravan to me, behind him. To me, that's a waste uh, opportunity for Merlin Wacy. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, man. nice bit of the. Yeah, uh, it was nice looking back at the WrestleMania build because I just like seeing Andre with these. Kind of choking people out just looks insane. Like he's got a he wide-eyed, crazy Andre. Look to him, absolutely so he's, scary. When he's doing the headbutts to the back of Hogan's head, that's yes, amazing. I think it's like like the combination of like obviously he's massive. He's got like crazy yeah, yeah. hair, and yeah. the, he's got this big, massive, toothy grin. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and he's he incredible. Look, he doesn't look an absolute psychopath. It's probably yeah. the same look you get when you tell him that there's last orders. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, have well, to order his no order his 18th bottle of red wine that evening. This match isn't over yet. It's three two now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Al. Uh, it's after the promo. Uh, Monsoon says, "Well, all that is now water under the dam." I don't think our dams no, work. I don't think dams meant to keep water out. <laughs> Faulty dam. If you're getting water under your dam, then something's That's not going to be wrong with the engineering um, of that. Uh, do anyone think this this kind of feels? Uh, I know it's a tournament and they're in the quarterfinals, but it feels a bit too big for midway through the card. Uh, yeah. I would say it's... Uh, no, it's probably okay where it is. Well, it needs to be okay where it is, obviously, because it's the quarterfinal match. Yeah. But I, there's, there's probably a reason why people talk about the WrestleMania 3 main event more than this. You know, no one ever goes, oh, yeah, Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania 3, and then they had a rematch a year later. No one ever finishes that sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason why this is well, like... The other one's more uh, famous, isn't it? The one with the twin referees is much more famous than this one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, which I didn't realize that's where they debuted the the um, Winged Eagle belt. Is it? Yeah, when mm. yeah when he um is it when the um the stripped off Dibiase? Yeah, I think it, I think it's like, I think it's either for that match or it's kind of around that time is when they kind of 
uh, drop the one that Hogan had before and then bring in the week. I think this is it because like because Andre might win and need like a bigger belt. Is Probably. that the reason for it? Something like that. Can't remember. But yeah, it's around that time when they bring the belt because like when they kind of um, you see Hogan in the promo for WrestleMania three, it's a different belt. And then when they bring the belt later, it's the it's the Winged Eagle one. It's like so I did, I did a quick check. I was like, oh yeah, they, they oh, did it for that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Ted and Virgil coming out with um, Andre because you know he like, clearly needs backup. Yep, we get the typical. I think at this time there's always a match point in the match where Andre gets tied up in the ropes. <laughs> yes, he does that a fair amount. Yeah, so we can have a little sit down on the rest. I just want to give you a WrestleMania four fact here. Has Ooh. anybody ever watched the original when you bought it on two VHSs? No, probably not. No. Well, the VHS finishes in the middle of this match. <laughs> so nice. you have to put tape number two in, not before the match, not after the match, in the middle of the match. Oh, the limitations of VHS tape. Yeah. Huh? Oh my goodness. Is that before or after um, Ted comes in with a chair? It's. I'm sure it's before. It's like yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he's got him in a chokehold. Andre's got Hogan in a chokehold, and then a, a little tune. A little tune plays, and it's like, please insert tape number two or something <laughs> like that. It continues nice. on tape number two, something like that. Yeah. Oh, I must have that somewhere. I must have it upstairs somewhere. Bound to. Hogan like grabs Andre from the uh, from sorry uh, no Andre grabs Hogan from the floor in the chokehold and just drags him to the ground choking him out. I don't know why, but I thought that was really good because like Hogan says like Andre's down. Hogan just goes pick up Andre's like no, I'm just going to choke you to death. There's a lot of like you can tell they're trying to limit the physicality that Andre has in this mm. match because again this one goes for five minutes something like that. It's yeah, not very it's long. fairly short, and it has possibly yeah, one of the worst chair shots I think I've seen. <laughs> Which is that when uh, Ted waffles Hogan? Yes, and then Hogan it's... waffles Andre, and then, then then there's a lot, lot of waffling with a. I think Andre hits Hogan with a chair shot, and it sounds really nasty. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Uh, oh my god! Oh, it's been ruled out for offside. Sorry, <laughs> I thought that was a Swiss equalizer. How the hell um, am I going to edit this? How is this going to work? And it, you just get yeah. to put the grandstand theme tune into it. Yeah, it sounds like mm. the chair's not quite closed properly. So when he hits it, like the metal hits itself and it goes like a clang yeah. noise. It's, it's, it sounds horrendous. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so it's double DQ. Hogan goes off after Ted. Uh, Hogan goes to suplex Virgil on the, on the, on the, uh, on the way, but doesn't, can't quite be off doesn't fall problem. back. He's not taken, Virgil is not taking that bump at all. Nope. Because he lands practically on his feet or tries to anyway to absorb yeah. it. It's quite a dangerous bump, I think, especially considering he's not Hogan's not going with him. That's quite yeah. A... Hogan's yeah. not driving back. Hogan's like, I'm standing on my feet, pal. How you land is your is, is your concern. I'm just gonna drop you halfway through. Now I think Andre Giant should have won this match because I believe Hogan uses the chair first, so I don't understand why they're disqualifying <laughs> yes. Andre. I have got this down in my notes. Well Ted uses it first, isn't it? Well, Ted hits Ted hits Hogan, that's technically Andre disqualified. I don't think the ref, did the ref not see that, no? He didn't see that because the ref's over with, um, is it Virgil yeah. in the corner? He's, he's now, distracted see, I think regardless. it would have made a great storyline for uh, Andre to win and then to just come to the ring and get like walk out straight away or just yeah. get counted out. I think that would be such a funny That would have fit with the story, the whole thing about Andre yeah. just basically as, as a mercenary to get Hogan out of the contest. Like that So DBS now um, advanced, uh, no, sorry, well, we don't know it's DiBiase yet, but the winner of the Don Morocco DiBiase match advances <laughs> to the semi-finals. Yeah, and I quite liked this little match. It wasn't; it didn't go on long, but I don't think it was bad. No. 
Uh, I got confused because I think I think it's like a quick macho promo. Where he's wearing a new cape, which is you know. Oh yeah, that. he changes his outfits for yeah. every single got, match. Yeah. Uh, Morocco's got a uh, got a um uh, new T-shirt. Uh, what really confuses me is that Ted comes out not wearing a suit when he was wearing a suit five minutes ago in the in the Hogan Andre match. <laughs> he obviously so, he got, uh, it was a bit sweaty. He had to take it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no Virgil because Virgil's dead, as we discussed just now, being dropped headfirst onto concrete. <laughs> Yes, yeah, you don't oh, see Virgil oh, at all ever sorry. again. No, I feel does. I need to address one more point. I believe Andre M. Hogan manages to actually slam Andre without sinking America. <laughs> That's he does actually, yeah. He does, he yeah. Does still, New Jersey still stands today, right? Yeah, now. there is no yeah. crack in the fault Superman star where the whole thing just kind of drops off into the ocean, so. Maybe, maybe if you slam Yokozuna, that's what. That's why they had to slam Yokozuna on the boat because the sea would have taken the cushion, wouldn't it? That's a good point. That is a Gosh. good point. Gosh. I never thought of that. Never thought of that. Oh, it makes sense now. Yeah, there's. A, I think Ed's just a great. He's a sell so well, doesn't he? For this, with when he reaches the ring for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this the match where Ted DiBiase wins it with what is effectively a stun gun? Yeah, it's a quite <laughs> yeah. little nice little finish. That yeah. 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 It's just, it's a like whacking. It comes out of bloody nowhere, but it's like yeah. the Morocco gets like. As like a heel finish, you know, clotheslining your fellow on the top rope. Yeah. It works, doesn't it? It works with Ted's character, so. Yeah. And as a result of this, Teddy Biasi is a free buy to the finals. However, dun, dun, dun. however, the catch is he has to come to the ring to, uh, to be announced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one man gang does it in the, after this. It's like, they have to know, you know, one man gang gets a buy. Have a little wave. Off we go again. I mean, the Just problem is that. the poor one man gang will be absolutely gassed. Uh, walk <laughs> walk the and then walk back again. <laughs> back up and down the steps. It's ridiculous. This is where they needed to be WrestleMania trolleys. <laughs> Just clattering right, down yeah. the stairs. Yep. You'd have to have like um, what's it? Well, the, the the kind of cable cars to get down the stairs, wouldn't you? <laughs> An industrial Stana stair lift. Yeah. A big ho- uh, Andre the Giant size one. Yep. So the uh, final match is it Savage Valentine's? Is that right? So, yeah, so Valentine, yep. yeah. Which could have been Savage Teamboat, but what are you going to do? Yep. Yeah, they have a match and Savage wins, basically. <laughs> uh, he he um, counters a small uh, figure four into a small package, I believe. Yeah. There you go. Yes. It was Again, there. Um, and it's not this, bad. No, I don't think it's a bad it's match, all, yeah. you're right. It's, it's getting locked in the shuffle of matches at the minute. Yeah. yeah. I see, we kind of take, you know, take stock at the end of the quarterfinal stage. It's only really the one-man gang Bigelow match, which is like a really, like, you know, which is borderline offensive. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, that's, everything, that's, everything else has been, like, all right at worst. Yeah. I think it falls into the category of if it went much longer, it would be offensive, but because it's like five minutes or under, it's fine. Yeah, I think they kind of rattle through them. And the only one that kind of goes a long time is the, you know, the was it Robert's Rude match, which is, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they drag on a little bit in the middle, but I think those two got Christmas to kind of carry the, for that long. So it's not like it could be worse. We have seen the wrestling classics where you do know things can be worse. <laughs> um oh. This is also a moment where Gorilla Monsoon somehow gets away with downplaying a WrestleMania attendance. Yes. Because <laughs> he just says, kind of going, you know, oh, you know, they'll say there's such and such a many thousand people in here, but I think... It's 3-3! Uh, three, three. There we go. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> this match is incredible! <laughs> 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 the best news is, lads, we're going to have another half an hour for me to commentate because it's probably going to be the time. Anyone else notice Mean Gino's wall chart forget how like the rounds work? Yes. It's like, yes. Uh, 
It's the uh, after the quarterfinals, and then we've got the he looks at the board third round. No, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and Gene no, was picking out his it. dinner at the time and kind of messed up a little I bit. He thought he, he was on camera. Yeah, I think he kind of looks around at the board, looks up, sees they haven't actually labelled the rounds, goes, oh shit, and just calls it the third round. <laughs> I think he's got like Vana's cleavage on his mind, I think, doesn't he? So. <laughs> Sorry, She's still excited. She's still excited, though. I think to channel a Jim Ross talking to Seko said, we're live, pal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Peggy Sue, ring any bells, anybody? Uh, who? Sorry, Peggy Sue. Uh, yep. Sensational Sherry. That's Sherry Martel. Is it? It yep. is. Really? You can, yeah, it is. You can so tell when you yeah look you at her closely. I but didn't it's Sensational like, Sherry before she I was Sensational Sherry. I didn't bother kind of. I didn't even get. Nah, it's insane. Yep. That's yep. weird. This match was uh, not great. It was. It, well, no. I mean, to be fair, it's Brutus isn't the best wrestler in the world. We we know this. We've agreed this in the he past. He has built a whole career about being Hulk Hogan's mate, yeah. yes. And Holly <laughs> Tonk Man's quite a lot of gimmick as well. Yeah. Yes, yes, and not is. much wrestling, yeah. Now, I just want to say, as a, as a kid, I never liked this match, and I still don't. I don't know what it was, but it was one of the matches I watched quite early on because it was on the best of WrestleMania tape. And this is one of the really? first tapes I ever got. Yeah. Should I don't know why. don't know for when you bought that tape. <laughs> and um, I did. I was so disappointed with it. And like I said, it's always stuck with me. I think the finish is lame. The, the, the yeah. match is not good. Yeah. Um, it just disintegrates and, into nothing once you've got yeah. Bruce the Beefcake chasing Jimmy Hart under the ring because he is here. Yeah, and honky tonk being out in the middle of the ring, and then having to pour water on him and all the referees around yeah. him. Well, and then him getting DQ'd anyway. I think the thing just... is, like honky's like he he's a really good cowardly heel, but he needs a really good babyface to make that work. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Do you, and, think, uh... do you think that referee sells the shot with the megaphone well? No. Well, the answer is Jimmy Hart give him a real concussion. Oh wow! Nice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would do it. So he was too ironically he was too concussed to sell properly. Yeah. You can to make it look like it actually hurt. I I think there's two problems with this. Number one, the match went six minutes. In fact, three problems. Number two, it's not very good. Number three, this is an intercontinental title match. Yeah, yeah I, I, it doesn't have that title feel about it at all. It does not. Well, considering the fact, as we already said, the year before you've had Macho versus Steamboat. Yeah, and then you're getting this. It has the kind of Lex Luger well, effect with it, with the heat, with the, the champion wins. So the the challenger wins in a way that means he doesn't get a belt, but he's still really happy. It's it's so yeah. stupid. I was like, why are you cheering? You've got you yeah, you've got you some hair nothing. on Jimmy, but you haven't actually won the belt. Why are you why why what you know? Where's the confetti coming from? What's going on? Nah. So yeah. we cut from this to Bob Uecker being physically abused by Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh, that seems that's one of them iconics. I think it's a great little bit. It's I really been do replayed. So so yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen any WrestleMania 4 bar that clip. Oh, I think it's a great little clip. I really do think it's a fantastic little clip. To be fair, Andre, right, if we're going to talk about wrestling voices in promos, Andre's was one of the best. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even though, like, it's quite hard to make out what he said because of his kind of French accent, but you just kind of knew what he was saying. He was there, you know, Hulk Hogan. (laughs) Yeah. Hulk Hogan is. Yeah. (laughs) It was almost like Mr. Fuji was in the room there as well. But, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, he'll come up later. Um, <laughs> yes, he will. What are the awesome little preview? We're getting to the stage now in this pay-per-view where there's matches coming up that you've forgotten actually are on the card. Yes. Because <laughs> it's so long. Are, are we on the six-man target? That's just what I was about to say. Yep. You know, you, you're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, there was a promo for this right at the start of the show, wasn't there? 
Yeah, that feels like a week ago. Well, I think this match is quite lame, but I do like Bobby Heenan's little antics in this. Yes, yes. I was going to say, Bobby Heenan coming down to the ring in a, like a sort of... It's like a dog, dog handler. Dog thing. trainer's jacket, yeah. anti-bite jacket, is one of the best parts of this, I think. Yeah. Probably the best. I mean, you know, yeah, the, the guys in the ring aren't bad. The Islanders and the Bulldogs, I think, are quite good tag teams. Yeah, and uh, you know, random question: Is Coco's arse blurred out? <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, because no, no. on one of the it? on one of the releases, it's got WF on the back of his tights. Oh yeah, I don't know if it's on the network, but it's on right. one of the DVD releases. Let me look quickly on my phone. Keep talking. I'll have a quick check. Definitely wasn't blurred because I remember seeing it when I was like, no, "Oh, he's doing it." Why has he got the company name on this arse? It's a very loyal employee. Uh, Ventura has a rather questionable bit of commentary in this match when he says that Heenan looks like a Chinaman, and I'm not (laughs) quite sure what he means by that. Thankfully, Monsoon kind of skirts over that and just kind of gets back into it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Millions of kids love Matilda, apparently. Yeah. When they they tag Brain in to work over Dynamite, and then he gets hit once and just tags out again really quick. Well, to be honest, he's lucky he only gets hit once by Dynamite. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon is incredibly concerned about the buckles on Heenan's jacket. Those buckles are extremely dangerous, Jess, on this outfit. As the brain hit him with a knee lift with that, what I consider to be a very dangerous outfit that he has on. Why? It's all just padded to keep from getting bit by dogs. Uh, it's the material, Jess. It's the material. Look at the buck buckles. Look at the sharp, sharp obstacle objects that are on that jacket. You punch somebody, you're liable to break your hand. Stops the brain right in his tracks. Oh, see now that. If that's some corduroy material of some kind or some burlap, imagine. Whoa. Oh, brain. Heenan hit Face that buckle hard. Well, some would say maybe they'll come into the finish. Oh. oh. Um, but yeah, I've got down here. The Islanders lift up Heenan, uh, splash to Coco Beware, and Heenan pins him. Yeah. <laughs> which is mental. <laughs> he gets his WrestleMania moments. I kind of like that go. finish though. Like the rest of the match, yeah, whatever. But like that as a finish, I thought, yeah, that that's how that match needed to finish. If you're going yep. over, like to use brain as a weapon to win, these <laughs> brains to use these brains to outsmart the bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then he runs off the ramp with Matilda kind of chasing him, and then when bulldogs uh, violently trying to get him to attack him. But yeah, I was going to say they have to they have to basically pretend at the final finale of this match. That Matilda gives a shit about attacking Enan when <laughs> like really doesn't. doesn't. I think yeah. I think Bulldog's literally got the dog up in his hands, just kind of like forcing it into like. Bobby yeah, he's there, kind of going. Rrr. Rrr. This is like, <laughs> no. The dog's, dog's going to just lick nah, him, mate. and that's it. Yeah, I, need, I, I need to go back to the ring. Give my pal Frankie a lift to the back. Yeah, that's what Matilda exactly. wants to do. Because we want to see a parrot riding a dog. I don't care. You what don't want to see a parrot riding a dog. What are you? Are you just like got, got like Banjo Kazooie things going it's on? It's WrestleMania. <laughs> if at any point a dog's going to be ridden by a parrot, it's got to be at WrestleMania. Banjo's not a dog; he's a bear. I know, but you know what I mean. Close enough. Um, well, it's no weirder than Jesse Ventura flexing at the audience for like two minutes to a massive. Well, pop. no, that that was because Howard Finkel expressly asked the audience to look at the announcement <laughs> and acknowledge Jesse the Bondi. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? This show's long enough already. Yeah, I, I was fast forward that as a kid. I really, really hated that bit. Yeah. It's where he says, uh, can I have your attention, please? Like, there's a fire in the auditorium or something. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Evacuate. May I direct your attention the rest <laughs> to the WrestleMania sign. sign. <laughs> where Jesse the Body will 
Flex his arms a bit. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And if you're really lucky, you'll get to see something I was stretched out later on. <laughs> yep. Pretty uh, much. I think this is this where Ted comes back out and he's he's back into another suit. Yep. Ted, Ted's yeah, another again, suit. He comes like... back out, does a wave and goes away. And he's got a bye. Yeah, why did he have to walk all the way down the fucking ring? Who why knows? is he wearing a suit again when he wasn't wearing before? It makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Where's Virgil? Is he dead? He's dead. <laughs> Has that soft bump in, a, in the middle of an aisle killed Virgil? <laughs> no, that, that it was just for Virgil. He fell to the bottom of the ocean. So he's just swimming his way back <laughs> oh, up as we speak. Yeah. Right, I see. Virgil got slammed to the bottom of the ocean. That's insane. Virgil is slammed into the bottom of the ocean. And that Are is we when he. a very lame semi final match. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, we're, one man, we're at that all now. the people to put through to semi final, you're going to put one man gang through to the semi final. Uh, yeah, against Randy Savage, this match was just doomed from the outset. Yeah. All three minutes of it, whatever it is. <laughs> it's not. I quite like, there's a good bit where um, Savage grabs One Man Gang's beard and kind of clotheslines him over the top rope. That was a good bit. Yeah. That was, that was all right, but the rest of it was like a bit... Uh... Well, you know, everyone's tired. Everyone wants to go home. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, the audience so included. Nick <laughs> wants to go home, so he just gives One Man Gang the... The can to get deliberately disqualified. Yeah, but he's not so on, he? he gets Liz up on the apron. She distracts the ref. In comes the cane, and then Gang's just trying to stab Randy. Savage. I think he's literally trying to kill him by trying to stab him with the cane. I don't and know then, what yeah, this was, but just keeps doing it. And then the ref sees it and it disqualifies him. That's it. DQs yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, which I always think is pretty stupid for heels to like do stuff like that in the middle of tournaments for like titles. Hmm. It's a bit well, like that, well, I'm sure Monsoon or Ventura kind of say that on the commentary. It's like, why is he doing that for the idiot? Anywho, so we have we have finally made it through the dark, the bold, the just the absolute horrendousness to the semi-main event, which is the WWF Tag Team Championship match of the defending team Strike Force against the challengers Demolition. Yeah, um, but we get uh, Vana kind of comes in and she's like, oh, "I've got to go," and he's going back down to the ring, doesn't she? Because I know she says she's still excited. I know, it's so exciting. It's all very exciting. And she's off. <laughs> she knows everything about wrestling. That's why she's here. Yes, she knows who the, she knows who the biggest star is, if you know what I mean. Wink. <laughs> Deadly on. Uh, Strike Force may be about to drop the belts, but they win the trophy for Worst Music of the Night because their music is <laughs> so absolutely bad. terrible. Oh, there it is. The champions are about to make their appearance. It's so bad. It is. You don't actually remember so what the music was. I must have. <laughs> it is that one out. so bad. Girls in cars or something like that, isn't it? Guys I don't know what is. If they've re it from the network, it is, it is absolutely terrible. Is it worse than the American males' uh, theme? Which is, just the word, which is just the words American males over and over again. That sounds almost painfully erotic. <laughs> painfully okay. erotic? Um, isn't it weird seeing Tito Santana and Rick Martel with belts on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have to remind myself. It's like, oh, God, yeah, they held titles. They actually held titles. And Tito's an XYC champion as well, isn't he? Uh, yep. Yes. Yep. Who, of course, is referred to as Chico Santana for the entirety of the match by Jesse Ventura, <sighs> as is tradition. Yay. As is tradition during this period, of course, but during of course. the racist period of the <laughs> during the racist period, which is um, still ongoing. 
Uh, did anyone else notice like Smash had something weird in his knee pad? He had like kind of like it looked like I don't know, like the top of a box of tissue, something like stuffed into his knee pad. I thought there was going to be some he, kind he, of. He's like, got to take his miniature out that he was enjoying before going through Gorilla. I don't know what it was. It was like a kind of no, like a white thing stuffed into the top of his knee pad. Oh yeah, he said, and yeah. He never actually used it for anything. It was just kind of there, but you know. Yeah, I thought it was like some extra padding or something like that. If he'd bust yeah. his knee or something, maybe I don't well, know. I I quite enjoyed this match. I guess yeah. It's essentially like a bit of a squash, isn't it? Because yeah, like, demolition worker, strike force. They kind of come back a little bit. We get a Boston crab, bit of ref distraction, and then we get waff- Martel gets waffled by a cane. Yep, the second match in the row involving the cane. Yeah. <laughs> So it is, yeah. <laughs> no one's paying attention. But it works this one, doesn't it? It failed in the last one, it works in this one because Mr. Fuji's yes, devious. That's why. Devious, he's devious. Um, is this the start of the Strike Force split? Thanks. So. No, you've got a whole year for that. But um, oh, Rick Bonds really? off telly for about six months. Yeah. Because oh, it kind oh, of seemed okay. like, as like he was like lying there after being like absolutely waffled by Axe with the cane, like Martel, uh, and is just in the corner, just smashing Fuji's head off the apron. Why did you bring the can in the match? <laughs> and he doesn't even kind of turn around to kind of do like a last minute save, but yeah, like he uh, he misses that. Martel gets pinned and demolition of the champs, which I well, assume good, good pop by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the best reaction the crowd gave on it because the crowd just did not care. It's dreadful. No, terrible. Most of the crowd reactions on this night are horrendously bad. Yeah. yeah. Is it because I mean I don't know I don't know if it's just because like New Jersey's not like a traditional wrestling town or something like that. It's just you know it's nowhere near like your New York or your Chicago. I or think like I said this to you in Discord. I think because obviously this is at the Trump Plaza. I imagine yeah. a lot of this crowd was free complimentary tickets. I imagine they've got a lot of people that just wanted to go see a cabaret show, but they ended up at the wrestling and were like, "The <laughs> fuck is this? This this will be fun for half an hour, four hours there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How do we get out? It's a bit oh, no, like when, um, in, on a, in a much, much bigger scale, obviously this is, but it's a bit like when like TNA used to do like TV tapings on like the soundstage oh, at the Universal. Yeah. Hmm. And it was just a case of like, no, you know, people would just get in because it's part of the bloody theme park and it would just, oh, there some, no one cared. There were some absolute bellends that got in every single week. You'd see them on TV making a arse of themselves. Like, look at me. He's like, yeah, you're at TNA. whoop de doo <laughs> When um, Mike of. Bennett was the first person to pin EC3 and EC3 had like a two and a half year win streak. Yeah. And then it's that night. It's like it's the reaction to that is complete silence because yeah. most people in the building at the oh, time no. didn't know who they were. They thought they were in the queue for like the Back to the Future ride and were disappointed when they got to <laughs> the like, end of the queue. Yeah. This might be the same on a much massive, you know, bigger. I'm scale. pretty sure my in-laws were there one time. They went on holiday. I think they went to Florida or something like that. And they kind of said, "Oh, we saw a wrestling show. Hulk Hogan was there." It's like, oh guys, I felt like I needed to apologise. <laughs> they, they were at the TNA. <laughs> yeah. I, I take it this was the start of the big demolition title run, was it? It feels Al, like it is. is. Usually the opening for Al to come in. Sorry, my phone's ringing again. I've just muted it. <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> is, is, it, is this where like, demolition's big title run starts? Um, hang on, let's have a think. 88, yes, and they lose it in 89 to the Brain Busters, I think. So it'll be that big one that like um like the new day beat was it a few years ago they kind of get that like the or they beat the kind of communal days from dinners and that yeah yes four hundred and seventy eight days um a record that's essentially been broken by the new day in two thousand sixteen whoopee so they were the longest of the classic world tag team champion title era that was a good sentence 
Thank you. I kind of felt like it, I missed it halfway through, but I kind of think I got it back and it'll work in the edit. You didn't. Um, um, anyway, so on the subject of apologies, for some bizarre reason, we get reintroduced to Robin Leach because we couldn't forget about him the first time. <laughs> he comes out to what can only be described as fairy tale music. It's kind of like a little twinkly, kind of like bring, bring, bring. I, I thought Liberace was back. Yeah, as he's kind of coming down the steps, kind of like teasing the teasing people by letting them touch the bell. Like, no, you can't. Oh no, you can't. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, 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 no. Uh, Why is he bringing the bell down? I don't understand what's going on. Well, he's presenting it to the winner, while yeah. Bob Euchre is the guest ring announcer, does a terrible job, and the timekeeper is Vanna White because she's a woman and should be out the picture. Apparently, is anyone else sick of the sight of Bob Euchre at this point in time? I was sick of a lot of people by this point in time, but Bob Uecker was one of them. Yeah, well, Bob Uecker is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> is he a Hall oh, of Famer? God, yeah, he wow. probably will be. And Coco Beware. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, what was really weird was Vanna White coming out to the Wheel of Fortune theme. Not <laughs> like, really, because she presents Wheel of Fortune. I know, but yeah. like, but it's like, why am I hearing the Wheel of Fortune theme on a WWF show? What's going on? Why am I at my nan's in the eighties? I don't really understand. Do you know what? Yeah, the dubbed version of WrestleMania Six that's got the Wheel of Fortune theme on. <laughs> Just to, just imagine though, in an alternative universe, in this was a UK show, and that was John Leslie. <laughs> now, is this John Leslie pre or post accusations? Oh, um, I thought we used our quarter for tonight. As, <laughs> it, what 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 John Leslie does with his chemistry set? Is... It would have been worse because uh, Vanna White wasn't the host; she was the person turning the letters around. Yeah, of course, she, yeah, was she the... can't be. She can't be host. She's a woman. Was it Carol Smiley that did the Wheel of Fortune in the UK? Yeah, it would, it would have been Carol Smiley. Yeah, okay. Carol Smiley, what, or... So Bob Buecher would call. have been running around trying to get Carol Smiley for the entire show. <laughs> what amazing tangent we've gone on in the final match of the show. Yeah, well, anyway. you made it. I'm very proud of you all. We're at the final. Well done, guys. Well done. <laughs> yes, we Yay. made it. So... Oh, so the finals of the World Heavyweight Championship longest match ever thing something Ted DiBiase versus Macho Man Randy Savage yeah Virgil's still dead too, but Andre's with him so that's fine and the crowd are so into this the first thing they do is chant for Hogan yes yes. well it's, it's... only after Hogan interferes uh, Andre interferes isn't it Andre kind of like um, grabs Macho's leg and Macho's kicking off and then Andre's face he just kind of like looks off to one side like I didn't do nothing what are you talking about I don't know <laughs> what else <laughs> Like, it's, it's hard to get across on a podcast. He just kind of looks off to one side, like, oh, like shrugging his shoulders. Oh, like, no, no, no. He just fell out of the ring, didn't he? Oh, it wasn't my fault. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I think that's the point where they start calling, like, the crowd start calling for Hogan. There's like, they need, like, the equalizer on Hogan's side. Because Liz is not going to stop Andre, is she? Let's be honest with ourselves. That no. would be a funny visual. That would be amazing <laughs> if the second person to slam Andre the Giant was Liz. <laughs> <laughs> or actually pay money to go back in time and make that happen. Yeah, that would have taken the shine off like WrestleMania three slightly, wouldn't it? You know, kind of like you know, <laughs> the slam heard around the world, and then Elizabeth yeah. did it a year later. Uh, we get some more amazing Ted selling when he gets clothesline on the top rope and just like flips himself like a full three sixty degrees. Yes, Ted's brilliant. I really like uh, DiBiase. Like, yeah, he was so good. He's also a really... nice guy when you meet him. <laughs> oh, here well, we go. I wouldn't oh, no. know. 
I've been through that story by mistake. I'm like, oh, here we go. Me and I'll do. I've met that DBRC. Yes. <laughs> I have my random DBRC. You do? Yeah, I remember that. And he brought and he a million got... dollar belt. I've held he... a million dollar belt. He did. I'm he, gonna, he, I am going to jealous of you for that. Which is now back on WWE television. It is. Yeah. In the hands of Mr. Ellie Knight. In the hands of Ellie Knight, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I know I've been following the storyline a bit. He, 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 he beat me at an auction and stuff. I've watched a bit of it. Yep, that's correct. Oh, yeah, aye. Because <laughs> Cameron Grimes won dog coin, as he called it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we've now become a millionaire. It's such a stupid storyline, but it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's just funny because it's Cameron Grimes. It's just great. Oh, exactly. Cameron Grimes. Such an asshole. So are we? See, I, I feel you guys don't want this pay per view to end. I feel like you've had so much. <laughs> well, go on, out. Go on, out. We're talking about everything but the pay per view, Alan. Al, you take us home. Well, it's uh, so. So where we got to? So, uh, so um, <laughs> Elizabeth goes to the back and brings back Mister Hogan to try and neutralize Andre the Giant. Mister Hogan's a bit tired from slamming Andre before, so he needs a chair to sit in the corner. We then yeah. have a spot where um, is. Ted puts him in the million dollar dream, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And then um I think the referee's distracted by Andre, so Hogan finds the need to come in the ring with a chair, like the good sportsman he is. Yeah. And waffle Debiossi with it. <laughs> yeah. Um Savage Elbow then finishes things, and we have our undisputed new WF champion. Three. Yep. As um, you get Hogan, Liz, and Macho celebrating the ring, which Monsoon describes as, well, he says, I'm not quite sure it's it's quite as intended as I heard it in my brain. He says, what a threesome, Jess. Oh, my. Oh. I was like, oh, hang foreshadowing. on. Foreshadowing. <laughs> hang on there, Monsoon. And, of course, you get that great iconic image of Savage holding Elizabeth up with the title, and I always think that's a yes. really good uh, little well, thing. No, you get that iconic image of um, Macho holding up Liz with the belt, uh, with Hogan's Head's kind of poking in from the bottom left corner, going, I'm still here, I'm still in the ring. And then you get the bit where, where Hogan, uh, you know, they do the handshake and everything, and you know, yeah. and that to me, that sets up that's that's your next year's main event setting up right there, which I think is yeah. fantastic. Although, what go. we didn't talk about when we had the Andre match earlier, Hogan Andre, is that after Hogan the WDQ, Hogan spends like 10 minutes doing like his entire like post match repertoire. repertoire. Yeah. And All Ventura the hates him for it. Yeah, he's like, why are you celebrating? He, he goes into the ice. He wants to do his pose down. Yeah, that's probably why they did it last minute. Oh, he did that. I'm going to do some promo. And tell tell Fink to look at me for 10 minutes. But yeah, it was, uh, Hogan just can't He just can't get out of the ring, can he? He just has to stay oh, in the this, ring for the time. This is my big problem with this. You've got like a world champion who's been crowned for the first time, but it's still all about Hulk Hogan, even though he's had one match in the night. Hmm. Because well, they were worried, Hogan. you know, they wanted to pass another torch moment. I just did, yeah, but they spent years yeah, but... trying to pass bloody torches away from Hogan, and it never. Oh, sorry, sorry. When you're that good, you know, when you're that good, fans don't forget. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. But the passing of the torch moment is Macho. Macho wins. Hogan shakes his hands and then exits the ring and goes back up the ramp. Like and leaves Macho yeah. with his moment by himself in the ring, not just kind of walking around, getting in front, you know, getting in all the camera shots. Well. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was WrestleMania 4. Can I just have my little summing up moment? I've written a paragraph of summarization at the a end paragraph. of the How did you read it like that guy reading the script? All right. <laughs> <clears throat> WrestleMania 
four is a WrestleMania that no one really talks about and we can now see why. The tournament format means that each match has no build and no time to develop. By the time you get to the final, you're pretty much sick of seeing Savage and it's a waste of him completely. I usually have lots of time for him, but not on this occasion. Even though he's out early doors, it's still all about bloody Hulk Hogan and he keeps a major presence even at the final that he's not actually in. The undercard matches are also nothing to write home about. Not offensively bad as a show, but pretty bloody forgettable all the same. Champagne wishes <laughs> for this dull pay-per-view. Well, oh, you see, I, 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 I've always enjoyed it. However, I do think there's too many matches on the card. It should have trimmed a lot of the nonsense matches and maybe just had the quarterfinals. You know, yeah, if it was like the, from like eight down to the fight then yeah couldn't, the couldn't they have done like the the opening rounds and like wrestling challenge or something like that well that's what you get to like king of the ring like in the late 90s early 2000s they moved them all up onto raw then you had the semis and the finals on the yeah. pay-per-view wouldn't you yeah people started having like a major fit the fact that you know king of the ring only did the semi-finals and the final on the on the actual pay-per-view but yeah this is probably the reason why yeah i mean it's just a rerun of the wrestling classic isn't it See, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's anything yeah, really yeah. bad or anything, but it could have been done better. But I still think it's a decent show. I don't think it's a bad show. It's and... historical for the the final moment at the end. Hmm. But the thing is, like, there's no, like it would have been so. Much, imagine you have the Steamboat Savage match WrestleMania three. Only it's this WrestleMania, and Savage wins the belt at the end of it. Hmm. That that's what you, that's, yeah. that's what you could have built to was Steamboat Savage in the final as a replay of that match. Oh, what, like, got... oh, you could have had, like, you know, if Steamboat won the match with Intercontinental the year before, but then Steamboat wins... No, Savage wins the world title off Steamboat in the rematch a year later. No, I think it's always <laughs> going to be a DiBiase-Savage final. That's the way I think they're always going to be. Yeah, they're they're probably, probably the two best guys in it at the time. That's probably the story is, like, it's it's Ted trying to trying to buy the belt, isn't it? By hook or by crook, he's going to win that belt. Yeah. But I like, I like the way that like, Ventura comes up with the idea. When, like, Andre and Hogan go to a draw, Ventura on commentary does say, maybe it was Ted DiBiase's plan all along, mm-hmm. so he gets out of the final. And Gorilla kind of, like, like dismisses it and says, oh, no, you know, don't be so ridiculous. Like, oh, no, but that's totally what a heel would do. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. What Andre, I think Andre comes out as a promo before the Odin's match. He says that. He says, Yeah, Ted paid me money to get Hogan out. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> but it's the way that Gorilla Monsoon just goes, Nah, it wouldn't ever happen. No, you know, honest, upstanding citizen Ted DiBiase bribing <laughs> people for his own gain. As if that would happen. Well, I did indeed. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, but however, there's a reason I might enjoy it. All right. Two reasons. Number one, I think it might have been the first WrestleMania I saw. Okay. Fair enough. I can't remember whether because my friend had the double tape up the street, and I can't remember if I had the um, if I'd saw it before WrestleMania eight or not. But it was it was either my yeah. first or my second WrestleMania. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure five was secondly, the first one I saw. Not, but I can't really remember watching the entire thing. But I think I'm pretty sure it's five from when we did that show. 
Because because you've got the double tape, I could just watch it in two sittings. I would never watch it back to back. You watch one tape one night and then the other <laughs> tape the other night. So you don't have to have a, a really long four hour experience. If any well, kind just... of WrestleMania needed to be across two nights, it's probably this one. Probably, yeah, I'd say so. It's an early candidate for a two night one. Uh, yeah. I believe this did have the record for the most matches on a card, but it's been beat by modern days, I think. I wouldn't be but surprised. Yeah, once you now count all like the pre shows yeah. and yeah, whatever, and then yeah. seven so, and a half hour long pay per views. The last WrestleMania had what? Still like short. This WrestleMania is still short compared to modern days. That's just yeah, it's that's like over three hours, which is unusual for that day and age. Yeah. Most of them were done within like two and a half, two and three, yeah. three hours thirty. I think it is three hours thirty three mm. something like that. So, so three hours thirty three in the network. Yeah. Question is, gentlemen, where is it going on the list? Well, I was just going to ask that question. So, I think it's safe to say it's better than Brawl for All. Yeah. Well, definitely better than Brawl. As a point of comparison, the Wrestling Classic is at 26. And mm. WrestleMania 5 is at number 24. Well, I definitely think WrestleMania 5 is better. Yes. Yes, I would agree with that. I think it's better than the Wrestling Classic, but it's not better than the Great American Bash 89. I'd say I enjoyed watching the Great American Bash 89 more. Yep. Does everyone agree with that? Al? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Okay, so... By order of the Conquistadors, uh, WrestleMania <laughs> 4 is the 26th best pay-per-view of all time. Huzzah! And that's Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I will <laughs> never do a 60-match show ever again. No, I'm just going to do like what Al does with Japanese shows and just pull out. <laughs> I beg your pardon. So, you know, who is driving the fun bus next month? I think well, it's Phil. I think it's Phil as well. It, I'm pretty sure it's me. Yeah, oh, it's Phil. Phil. Tell Let us what we're find, doing. Let me go and find what my thing is. Where's the... Jesus, you're you're meant to know. Where's the upcoming list? No, because I remember last week, I, I, I kind of forgot what it was. I had to go and double check. Yeah, don't let, let Phil check, because he's the one that yeah. fucked up the Halloween Havoc one. Oh, remember? yeah, that's right. No, yeah, we watched the wrong Halloween Havoc. I updated Havoc, it. I updated it. I'm Phil can take it. as many notes as he wants. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever going to live that down? That, you mean no, make one mistake never. and it lives with you no, for the entirety never. of the podcast? I will, I will if, if, it, if, it, if the circumstances permit, I will say that at your wake. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> You've got to sure. read it like that guy, though, off the written film. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'll get, him, I'll get him up, up in front of everyone and everyone will kind of go, I thought this guy was Scottish. <laughs> He's clearly Australian. That'll be like on my, um, on my deathbed, like, at the funeral. Damn. Who'll do my eulogy as the guy from the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? Yum, <laughs> thud. Yeah. My children cried. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> as I get this ominous phone call, <laughs> <laughs> we need you to come down to Gloucester. You are summoned. Has the right. time come? <laughs> the one I'm picking, right, out the door straight away, it's, um, it's WCW. Ooh. All right. It's 1992. Okay. Ooh. It's Starcade, Battle Bowl, oh. The Lethal Lottery oh, 2. Oh, why? <laughs> have we not done that one? We did the first one. We did the first one, but... Oh, well, I've ironically actually watched that one on the network. <laughs> there is, like, the card's pretty good. Uh-huh. Apart from the Lethal uh-huh. Lottery bits. And it's all surprise. There is, like... There's one moment. I saw one moment from this pay-per-view on, uh, you know, the, the, the kind of gift Twitter accounts. Yeah. It was one moment for one of the matches. I was like, I want to see the rest of that match to see how they got to that point. 
um, which okay. I, will, I will reveal that when we do the show next time. Sure. All right. Okay. So yeah. Starcade 92. Yeah. Well, which... I, have, I have one thing to say to you. Yeah. You're a cunt. <laughs> Come on. And you thought Wrestlemania 4 was bad. We've got... This is not random bloody tag teams. We've got Masahiro Chono defeated uh, versus the Great Muta. It's still Battle Ball. Yeah, but it's going to be awesome. Just looking at the card right now. Yeah. Hold on. Is it like Vader? Is it Vader and someone against Stevie Ray? Uh, oh, I think that's one of the matches. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you got oh, uh, oh, Big Van Vader and Dalton Rhodes. Against... I know there's two of them. Oh, my God. Van Vader and Danny Spivey. Def- oh, Spivey Van Cactus Jack. Come on. Okay, I might be changing my mind about this then. No, you've got Phil. Masahiro Chono versus the Great Muta, so, to be fair. Oh, okay, Phil, I, res- I rescind my C-bomb. You see? I apologise. You got, you got Shane Douglas Vader. and Ricky Steamboat in a tag team. That's Battle Ball for you. Wait, no, that's the tag team championship match. Yeah, they're an actual tag team. Oh, there's like, there's not enough Wait, tag whoa, team whoa, matches whoa. on the card. Hang, hang fucking fire. Muta's in the tag Battle Ball and the title match. <laughs> yeah, why not? What? Double P, baby. Well, 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 we've all we've got a whole month to prepare for it. Exactly. Because oh my God. Also, what the hell is the King of Cable tournament? <laughs> don't I know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like King of Lay in the Cable or not. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I dread to think it's WCW. It could be anything. It could be well, Cable. Oh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. a ring for uh, winning the thing. Hold on. There's a better tournament. There is the 1992 Jesse Ventura Invitational Strongest Arm Arm Wrestling Tournament that was held in WCW Worldwide. Well, that sounds like a one for the future. Oh. <laughs> that sounds and do you want to know who won that? Jesse Ventura? Van Hammer. Oh, my. <laughs> nice. How did he, how did he beat, beat Ron Simmons? Ron, Ron Simmons. Simmons. Oh, damn. What? After Van Hammer beat Vader. <laughs> Man, Van Hammer's got an arm on him. I'm gonna have to find this. If I hopefully this is in the network, it's just oh. this will be like the Bart Gun scenario all over again, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, we it. Stupid Van Hammer comes along and wins. We want to Simmons over, but stupid no one Van Hammer. <laughs> we'll have Van Hammer winning it. They were hoping Sylvester Stallone would be in the final. Oh yeah, with over the top. Yeah. Is oh, there you go. Like... The the King of Cable tournament was an eight man tournament conducted to celebrate the 20th anniversary of wrestling airing on TBS Superstation. Oh, okay, course. so it's a wahoo yeah. thing that um, yeah. <laughs> Ted Turner came up with then. Okay. So you've got that and the battle... Is it the Battle Ball Battle Royal at the end as well? Yep. Yep. Oh, you've got a lot of crap going on in the paper. <laughs> I mean, how many matches are on it? Ten. Ten. Uh, ten. ten. All right, sounds like it's got more. I know it's nine because one was a dark match. We're begging to do WrestleMania 4 again after that paper. We're to WrestleMania 9 oh, after this. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Starcade 92. All right. All right. Okay. I think cool. I th- I feel I feel confident. I feel like there's going to be some diamonds in oh, this rough. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. So there's only two rings in this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's good. World War with the three rings. Yeah. Because it's due to be that like that, that's the rules to conquistable for WCW shows. Is there have to be at least two rings, at least. That's to be a ridiculous tournament involved there at some point. Arachnaman is optional. Oh. This is a note for the future, by the way. Um, uh-huh. When you say two rings. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do they have to be next to each other? Oh, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know the one you're thinking of as well, I think, yeah. I'm not sure if I do, but either way, I'm scared. 
I'm, I'm thinking late nineties WCW. And would it be a case of maybe one ring would be much, 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 much bigger than the other one? I know what you're thinking of. And when I you say much before. bigger, do you mean taller or? No, I mean wider. Oh, okay. No, no, I'm not thinking of the same thing then. Okay, okay. I'm just checking. For do future. I need to? Do I need to put your pick in now then, Cam? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 I might, I, I don't know how disastrous it would be. Um, just leave it for now. I'll just... I'll <laughs> I don't know how disastrous it would be. Cameron, we've reviewed Brawl for All. Nothing can be any more disastrous than oh, that. True, true, true. I'm sure we can find something worse than that. Um, no. I, I just want to get, it's still um, 3-3 in the match. We have 25 minutes played of extra time, so there's a good chance we're going to count. Right. Um, what a shame that the show is going to finish without us getting that resolved, that thread through the podcast. Yeah, um, you'll just have to... It's been a bloody good game. <laughs> How, what, yeah, but you've been, you've been watching Alan. all the way through this. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just talking. Uh, you know, I can talk and watch things at the same time. <laughs> that makes me very scared. That's just, yeah. <laughs> what, what else has Al been watching while we've been podcasting? I mean, I'll, I can watch it, which makes me think I'll just watch Battle Ball on mute next time. <laughs> Just, just talk I'll about just the show as you're watching it. I'll just do live reactions. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking hell, man! Van Hammer's pinned him. No, no, that's a pa- that's the, that's He's a patron the reward. No, that's as a patron reward. Al doing live calls of old ma- old pay per views. Oh, no, that'd be cool with that. We'd go with that. That'd be on Al's OnlyFans, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Only yeah. Al. <laughs> only Al. Sixty-nine if... pounds a month. If you uh, wish to get in touch with the show, then the best way is probably the uh, Conquistadors Twitter handle at the Conquistadors. Conquista uh, Twitter. Which, Conquista Twitter, which uh, me and Phil, at least, man, at the uh, at the best of times. Um, I, I was meant to get access to it, but I was never given the details. I like, I'll do that now. Okay. Oh, it's, it's totally, it's, just, just stick it on your phone. It's great. Just tweet random nonsense. I will do that. Antagonize people on Instagram. Uh, and then, and then on Twitter, including the guy I was having an argument with the other night about how he thought that Otis hadn't faded since last year. Oh God! <laughs> Otis hasn't faded. He's got some really good storylines. What? Really? Since well, see, being see, within touch and distance of a world title, arguing with, you're arguing with WWE, boy, sorry, modern day WWE hardcore fans who have probably got the intellectual capacity of a wet napkin. So you know, whoa, he's, he's on the, he's on the. He's on the oh, he's on the sauce tonight. The spicy, spicy takes. Spicy takes tonight. Not spicy. It's stating the truth. If you can, if you're into a storyline involving a doll, you should probably. I won't say that. No. Um, no. Oh. You should probably stop watching well, television. There's a story involving the man in love with a mop once. Oh, we mentioned about them releasing Tyler Breeze. I can't remember. We have or not. No, no we haven't. We haven't. What, a crime. what a crime! Yeah, it but it's none of them things. They're just there's people. They're not gonna. Really I, know, use. I like, mean, how how much more would Tyler Breeze have done? All I want to say is like like when I got into NXT, Tyler Breeze was a big part of that. That kind of yeah. during that period when like yeah. Adrian Neville was the champion, he had the kind of the fatal four way match at the at the NXT yep. takeover, and all that kind of leading into well, the Zayn we, and we, we, Neville program. NXT Brooklyn that we reviewed. Yeah, yep. NXT Brooklyn. Like he would. I think he just got tired with that when he came up on 
into Breezango, he got tired with that comedy stick and he just couldn't get away from yeah, it. Yeah, he, he was another one that went to the main roster and just died because he was given absolute garbage. Yeah. <clears throat> but like the kind of, you know, the kind of chicken shit heel, like Ted DiBiase kind of style in a way, that kind of, you know. Only Ted DiBiase was cool. Yeah. Well, Tyler Breeze was cool. He was pretty. pretty. Yeah, but no, no, no. You, you know Mary what I mean? Like, cool as in people yeah, yeah. respect him, whereas they look at Tyler Breeze and go, that's a geek. Yeah. I think yeah. like they respected him and like uh, uh, during his NXT run, but when they came up to the main roster, they just kind of squandered all that. Yep. And what, yeah, what could have been like a real kind of good heel character for him was just kind of turned into. I mean, we yeah, we got the fashion cops out of it, which was brilliant. You know, not good argue we didn't get good stuff out of it, but it's like oh, all that potential you could have you could have used and had, well, it's just gone. But then, like that's the sentence we've seen a lot over the last kind of couple of weeks where people have let go. I mean, Nick Khan's apparently been quoted as saying that he doesn't believe in doing what the WWE have been doing for a few years and carrying on with it, and it, which was effectively just buy up talents so and no one else could have them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. It was, and that's it's, financially not the way to go about it, which yeah. is probably true. You it's know? clearly what they did around the time, you know, uh, was it when they did the TV deal, and then AEW was kind of being rumored. They just kind of like signed people left, right, center, weren't they? Well, even before that, I mean, they've, they've had years of just having, like, you know, ruling the roost as far as companies are concerned. You know, they, and yeah. we have this whole thing where it's like independent, you know, people come up from independent wrestling going, oh, you've got to, you know, you've got to get to WrestleMania. That's your biggest crown moment. You've got to get to WrestleMania. And obviously, to get to WrestleMania, you've got to be in the WWE. So that was, hmm. like, seemingly portrayed as the only way you can get success in wrestling. Yeah, you, the the well, you can be a WrestleMania at the point of Battle Royal, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you probably will, you know, most people will be. No one's, you know, the amount of people that have main evented WrestleMania is fairly small. Compared to the total amount of people who wrestled. To the total amount of people who have been in, a, in the WWE at any one time. Yeah. Um, so I think it's... My point for that is that you know, I think there needs to be this whole thing of like, you know, success in wrestling can be measured by a multitude of things. And some of them don't involve, some wrestlers just do not gel well with the WWE system. Yeah. Because it is a machine and it will, you know, suck you up and spit you back out again when it's done with you. Yeah. Well, just, and... just a, a relative, comp- well, maybe a bit of a comparative uh, summary, but. Uh, it's topical at the moment. Uh, Wimbledon, everyone goes on about Wimbledon, right? And uh, tennis players dream to win Wimbledon, right? Mm. Whereas in reality, the majority of tennis players hate Wimbledon because it's on grass. And they don't see the point of training for a two-week tournament because barely any of the tournament the whole year is played on grass. So they yeah. can't see the point of putting the effort in to play on grass. So they'll turn up to get their appearance money. So that's why you see a lot of big names get knocked out early at Wimbledon because the clear court players are hardcore players. But yeah, for them, winning Wimbledon's not their pinnacle of dream. They'd rather win the, the French Open or the Australian Open or something like that. Yeah, yeah you know, Winning Wimbledon isn't the pinnacle of a lot of tennis players' achievements, but you're made to believe that that is the pinnacle of winning tennis. Yeah, mm. it's... So yeah, I guess comparisons, it's this kind of myth that generates around it. Oh, you, you know, you to be a proper you know, wrestler slash tennis player or whatever, you have to win this. And I think a lot of like indie talent get kind of sucked into that. Yep. Yeah. And then they end up kind of like going to WWE and just having a shit time of it. When they'd probably just be better just staying on the indies or just you know just going yeah. to other smaller companies like Impact or Ring of Honor or something like that, you know, and just being there and doing really, really well there. What what is um, nuts though? Like all the like with all the money WWE have been making over the last kind of couple of years, all the T V deals and stuff. 
mm-hmm. and the amount of people they let go, they probably could have restarted WCW with like all the people they've let go. Oh, bro, yeah, there's that argument. You, you, you would, you could make a decent, and there's probably an article in there somewhere that you could make a decent first night card for a first pay per view show featuring people who have just been released. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I still think you know what the main event off the top of your head. What uh, Tommy Yen versus Big Demo? Yeah, which I would pay to see. Up and down the card, you got people left, right, and centre, haven't you? Yeah, it's nuts. I'm doing that way, but it's it's. I think there's a really weird situation in the UK as well with this because obviously NXT UK is still sort of ticking over. And what I'd be interested in is when there was that rumor going around a little while ago about how the WWE were interested in working with New Japan. You know, they didn't start, you know, they didn't march into Japan and then start NXT Japan. Yeah. They wanted to yeah. work with New Japan. Whereas over here in the UK, it was, no, fuck you, we're starting NXT UK. We're having your talent. Yeah. Why did we just stand aside and let them in? But to because me, they've, they've barely done anything with the majority of NXT UK. You could blame COVID on some of it, but they haven't done that much over here, have they? I think they're getting better, and I. I have read somewhere that B Priestley is going to be in shortly, as in like the next two weeks, I think. B. So that's going to help. Fired from AEW, B Priestley. Yeah, that one. That <laughs> one, yeah. Yeah. But again, but doesn't that like, when did it actually start? Was it 2018 or 19 when the show started? 18, I think. Was because it didn't feel like there wasn't there wasn't much of a touring thing to it before then obviously COVID hit and that just kind of took the whole legs out from underneath it, didn't it? So yeah. Yep. I just anyway, think it's it's Starcade ninety ninety two. Yeah, Starcade ninety two. We're getting into a conversation that could go on all night. But yes. um, well, with a penalty shootout starting. Oh God! <laughs> oh, quick, no. end the show. Jesus, <laughs> end it here. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll see you next month, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, oh, hopefully, the well, what are we are watching the Olympics. We'll get like the wet with the weightlifting throughout the next show or something. Probably. <laughs> I'm in sport and commentary. Oh, yeah. no, wait a minute. Hold on. They play tennis at the Olympics, oh, don't no. they? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be on the fences, mate, won't he? I'll, I'll watch all the, um, uh, the modern pentathlon. Probably. I just, as long as he's not watching beach volleyball. If you get a question, a question, I'll <laughs> the Got that and feel the tension here. <laughs> Switzerland is stepping up. Switzerland is stepping up. I thought that was our sexy talk then. I was getting confused. <laughs> he says that to all the girls. <laughs> hello, la, hello, pet. I can feel the tension here. <laughs> You're going to research just these socks. And, and, oh, we have it. We have the beginning of the shootout. Oh, Why are you uh, talking about socks? Um, research just these socks. Oh, right. uh, that's not what I heard. Has he got a 400 in there? I What's going on? Right, the referee's about to blow his whistle. And we've got so, party record. Here we go. This is the, uh, the, the the finish after the music. I'll keep this. And <laughs> number 19 steps up and he's tacking the penalty. And it's in. It's in. Switzerland at 1 0 up. Hogba steps up with his silly haircut. 
Williams. He's taken a long run up. A long run up for this one. Paused. He's paused. Still paused. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Stutters. And oh, top corner. That was a good penalty. Number 22 steps up. Oh, what a penalty. Number five. Number five. Okay, you want yeah. Three good Tristan. Yeah, I've oh, well. got this far. You've got to stay at the end. You've got this far. Four, three. Switzerland, come on, Switzerland. Right, nobody's missed yet. Nobody's missed. <laughs> I just think it'd be such a good story for them. They're 3 1 down, man. 3 1 I'm not down. I'm not a tobler on ages. The Swiss <clears throat> embrace neutrality and have given us the cuckoo clock. What's the chocolate? Go. The kind of purple chocolate with the cows on it? Milka? Milka. Milka, there you go. I was going to get some of that in. Never mind the Bourneville. We are in sudden death, gentlemen. Sudden death. I feel like I've been in sudden death for the last two hours. <laughs> Harsh. Brutal comment. Right, boys. I don't fancy this Swiss guy, but I would like. He, he looks a bit like Gareth. Yeah, I would like him to oh, score. Oh lord! It's like um, a come on! Come on! Come on! He'll be doing. He'll be doing adverts for Swiss yes. Pizza Hut next month. <laughs> well, it's now. What's it's now the French's uh, turn. So the they'll, they can turn. be doing. It's um, now the Frenchies turn. The Frenchies. Frenchies turn. Frenchies, he said, not Frenchies. That's yeah. Bad enough, surely. Um, and if France miss, Switzerland are through. Here we go, boys. I feel this night is built for this. It's all about tournaments tonight. It's all about tournaments. And here we are. Yes. We're at the end. You know, we're waiting for Hogan to run up with his steel chair. Go on, mess it, you froggy bastard. <laughs> yes! Yeah! You, you must be a bit ahead of me there, but... They're not checking something, are they? They better not be checking the No, decision. I don't think so. Ah. Ram it up, you Mbappe. Yeah, Liverpool won't want to buy wow. it now. Oh, that was fantastic. Oh, that was... I've had a great night, gentlemen. That was just rounded it off. You know, I enjoyed that. I, um... I enjoyed this Sorry, This was a good podcast, and the backdrop of football was perfect. What a fantastic night. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. exciting. I'm having a great time.